I'm Garrett Wong, and this is the Shuttlepod Show. I come back for a second, a third, well, what, what, a fourth. What was her reaction when you came back and knew your lines? Did she have any sort of like, well, thanks for learning your yeah. lines, Yeah, Derek. she might have Way been a go, little... Way to go, champ! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Finally! She goes, Finally! So, You're going to do it like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to be a star? Yeah. No, so, so then I, I see went... Andy Garcia in you. A little... <laughs> I see a little Andy in you. Gonna go into my convention thing. Got my costume, I'm going now. Welcome to another episode of The Shuttlepod Show. Today we have a very special guest, Garrett Wong. We will ask some fan questions, play some trivia, find ourselves on Connor's remote island, and much more. And as always, our Patreon members will get a full extended version of this episode. I'm Bonnie Gordon, filling in for Erica LaRose, and before we move on, we have an important message from Andrew Robinson. Andrew, take it away. Like, subscribe, and join us on Patreon. Thanks, Thanks, Andy! Andy. (laughs) Thanks, Andrew. That's great. Uh, Now our hosts, Connor Trenier and Dominic Keating. Hey, hey, hey. hey, hey. Hello, darling. How's it going? Hello, hello. Thanks for coming in and uh, and taking the chair this week. I love being a a stunt double. We (laughs) love having you here. We we survived Mother Nature coming to town. Yes, yes, yes. The hurricane... uh, we got very lucky. As someone who's lived through a lot of hurricanes, including Katrina, I was Did overly you? prepared for mm. this hurricane that turned out to be a, a rain yeah. storm. <laughs> it was a rain event. I was very pleased. I was like, I would weather, I would weather be over. I would rather be over prepared than under prepared. I totally agree. So. Look at it. Certainly scuppered our plans to put our show out on Sunday. Yeah. So it's okay. Yeah, there was yeah. That. a lot of power outages. Compl- there was a lot of power yeah. outages. But were uh, you prepared for the earthquake, though? Not expecting an earthquake. That was no. the unknown you felt it? factor. Yeah. So, fun fact, my bed is broken. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah? You tell. You heard well, that? I know. Heard nothing like that. But one of the one of the legs of the of my bed is completely bent down. So, I have to... I'm, I'm getting... I'm working on getting another bed frame. Um, Are you sleeping so on a slant? I'm basically sleeping on a slant. <laughs> so, anytime my cat jumps on the bed, it shakes. So, I thought legit it thought it was just my cat. Yeah. But then it kept going, and, it. and I was like, "He's doing the salsa." Like, I'm not sure what's happening, but yeah. my entire bed was just doing this, nice. and I just, which is normal when I'm sleeping because I can't, if I move, it just falls. Nice, God bless. But then you have that moment where you're like, "Oh no, yeah, that's an earthquake." And I then the phone that. goes ee, ee, with the emergency alert, right. and yeah, so I anyway. was. Anyway, so... God, those emergency alerts. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, endless, wasn't it? I mean, three a.m. Yeah. They had one. I yeah. was not happy about that. Yeah. One. Anyway, without further ado, yeah, let's give uh, oh. G-Man his props. Well, uh, hello. hello, the G-Man. I like that. Welcome yeah. back to the Shuttle Pod Show, everyone, ladies and gents, treks and trekkers. It's an absolute honor to have. Uh, he's a he's a chum of mine. He's a chum I, of ours. Yes, uh, he's become he's a, a really really good friend over the twenty years we've mm-hmm. known each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you are the embodiment of this thing of ours. Mm. I think I can say that. <laughs> Uh, the inspiration behind really, uh, really Shuttlepod, possibly. You, All right. You've lived, breathed, and eaten this really from its core, and uh, yeah. I commend you for it. Um, what I want to say, you know, I think I read one of the reasons you wanted to become an actor was to elevate the profile of uh, Asian Americans in American society on their TV screens, on their cinema screens. 
And God knows you've done that, mate. Uh, so I, you know, I, I'm really excited to be power to, yeah, you. to be able to cause some change at least. It um, reminds me of Whoopi Goldberg's iconic line when she saw Nichelle Nichols <laughs> on her TV screen and rushed through to the kitchen to her mom and said, "Mom, mom." There's a black lady on TV and she ain't playing no maid. Yeah. And God That's bless huge. the pair of you that uh, you have, uh, you're just the very embodiment of what uh, I think Roddenberry had in mind. And yeah. You, you've li- you, you really are a walking testament. So, uh, mm. and uh, let's not forget, you're also one of the 50 top most beautiful people <laughs> in ni- 1997. Yeah. I was thinking about that uh, on the way here. That and was 1997 though. Uh, so well done. right after that, I dropped are. off the list. We're just right? gonna so like- it was top 50, then it was 104. The makeup guys at start. Oh God, I can't even say that. So the makeup guys at the show that I yeah. was on, they were saying, <laughs> Every year after 1997, they said, oh, Garrett, so sorry. You're 133 this year. Oh, oh my gosh. You've fallen at 240. Yeah, yeah they were keeping tabs on how far <laughs> I'd fallen. Well, are you taking yeah. your vitamins? For, I, yeah, yeah. For a couple that, of handsome lads that never made the list. Yeah. We're still envious. I get, yeah. it's, it was amazing and, uh, that that even happened to be perfect. Just to, just to bring mm-hmm. light to that, because I had fired all my publicists at that point. So I had no publicist, and I get a call from people wow. saying, we'd like to, you to be in the 50 Most Beautiful People issue, which is a huge coup a huge to for do. any... In the in the the sci-fi show that we've done in this yeah. universe, yeah, it's Patrick Stewart and myself. No kidding. Yeah, wow. and Michelle Yeoh. And Patrick because, ain't no looker. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't want to know. Pat. You don't want to so know what list I'm on. <laughs> I mean, so. he's, a, he's a handsome man. He is. He after is. after a fashion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought an action figure was a big deal, but. Yeah, no, that yeah. tops it. That yeah, um, that's pretty. But the action figure was a big deal. I mean, oh, you yeah. guys remember when you guys first got your oh, first yeah. action figure? Oh yeah, I was shaking literally. I mean, I, I remember uh, publicity or marketing came into my trailer, knocked on the door, and they said, "Here it is." And it took them about two years for them to come out with ours. So oh. we didn't have ours until season three. Your technology would have been pretty rudimentary making it back. Yeah, in those I get, days. well, it's funny enough. The company that was making them, they they came over to the set and they said, "We are going to laser scan you." Right. So we stood on this platform. Yeah. It rotated us and it scanned us. They said, "This is going to be the most realistic." action figure ever and we were like yeah this is gonna be great when they finally brought them two years later i was in my trailer i walk out they handed it to me and i my whole body started shaking because i was like oh my gosh because up until then all my friends were joking with me they were saying we're gonna get your ashing figure we're gonna buy it we're gonna do voodoo on it we're gonna put it in the oven and bake it like they were you know being mates Mm -hmm. how they are right and so when i actually got it i it was so overwhelming i almost started to cry, basically. I was just shaking, going, oh my God, here it is. Here I am in six inch plastic, you know, version mm-hmm. of me. And just at that moment, Robert Beltran walks past mm-hmm. me and over my shoulder, he looks and he goes, hey man, you kind of look Mexican, is all he said. <laughs> Which, <laughs> the face on the action figure was not really that accurate. I mean, we're talking about this laser scan. I thought it was going to be identical to me, but it was a generic, you know, a lighter face with dark hair. It could have been Mexican. Just, it could have been Latino, Asian. Yeah, it could have been yeah. Anything, Jokes so. on you. That was actually an AI machine, and you're now uh, <laughs> and you've been an say. extra in so many different <laughs> things. Oh you God. don't even know. Yeah. yeah. When they came around with the traveling, you know, circus to do ours, uh, they had a semi truck and a. They did. It was all. Uh, I tell them two things. I say, get the hair and the crutch right. Get a crutch. I'm, I'm a happy man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. That's God. all. That's right on it. That's yeah. Everything right. else is. Yeah. Yeah. Everything um, else is way should, out of proportion. Uh, there's a thought. We should, I think from now on, we should uh, have our guests bring their action, their action figures figure? with them. Oh, that'd be oh, great. I, mean, great I don't know why I haven't thought of I, that. And then just have it sitting on the table. Next yeah. To us. I, in a strange uh, pose. In a strange pose is good. Yeah. And if I'm going to finish off the intro. Yeah. 
although you never got promoted and you oh, remained gosh. an ensign all those years, mm. you will forever be an admiral in our hearts. Oh, oh, look how Mr. Garrett he Wong. He's promoting me. <laughs> I so, wow. When we wow. did the comedy show uh, <laughs> yeah. Thursday night at the Star Trek, I, or sorry, at the, at at the, the convention the, in, in Vegas, Vegas yes. um, I uh, was right before you and I didn't know if I was going to have to intro you or not. And I, my introduction for you was going to be um, uh, a man who needs no promotion. I mean, no introduction. Uh, I would have loved that. I would have loved it too. And they said, oh no, don't introduce him. No, the CEO showed up. The CEO wanted to intro. So I was just like, that's fair. But I thought it it was funny. So that was my, I was ready. I would have laughed. I would have also laughed. And then been like, I hope he doesn't need me. I know. I think every time we slip up and say the uh, phrase we're not supposed to say, yeah. There should just be like a rattles, rattles. <laughs> <laughs> I like the wah, wah. Goes, oh. <laughs> like in the in the um peanuts like wah, yeah, wah, 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 wah. like an F bomb thing. Or just yeah. beep it out, bleep it out. Yeah. yeah. Right. Beep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Light the fuse. Um, yeah. So you grew up you mm. were in Riverside. I uh, born everywhere. Born in Riverside. Born in Riverside. My father yeah, was at University of California Riverside and he uh, received his master's degree in botany. So right. Plants, basically, yeah, botanist, and then he got a PhD. uh, So he got a full ride to get uh, his master's at UC Riverside. So he came from Taiwan, where he did his undergrad, and got the full ride, full scholarship. Came to UC UC Riverside, uh, where I was born. Right. Uh, My mother did run away. How soon after them arriving were you born? uh, Well, here's the crazy thing: my mom left my dad during the time that she just she couldn't take a lot of the things that he was, you know, like. Let's just be honest. He came from a family that believed that if you had any type of gas in you, you had to release it immediately. And it doesn't matter where you're at. So my grandfather, my dad's dad's dad would belch, fart, you name it, would pass gas, just release it anywhere. And so my dad also would be doing that. And my mom was like, this is ridiculous. You know, you just can't, I can't be around this. And so she actually left my father. For the fart. For 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 the fart. Listen to this. She got on a bus. And she said, I want to go where the movie stars are. And the guy goes, well, ma'am, we drive through Beverly Hills. So she hopped on a bus in Riverside, went to Beverly Hills, got off, and started knocking on doors to see if she can get a job. Shut the door. Wow. Really? Yeah. So she knocked wow. on one house, and the lady answered. And she goes, and my mom said, listen, I can wash clothes. If you have kids, I can take care of them. I can cook. Uh, but I need a job now. And they're like, you know what? We don't have any, any you know, there's nothing that you can do for us. But our neighbors... They have a newborn and it's Dr. So-and-so. My mom knocked on the second door's house. The wife answered and my mom gave the spiel to that lady. And she goes, well, God bless. I have been looking for someone. This is perfect. And so she let me call my husband. So she called her husband at his office that day and they hired my mom. So my mom stayed there. She did call my dad and said, I'm not going to tell you I live where in I'm Beverly Hills well, yeah. now. I live in Beverly Sorry, Hills. Sorry, darling. I, I, yeah. You're too full gonna... of hot air for me. I live in Beverly Hills. Yeah. So, yeah. So, basically, that was what happened. So, she you was... were born at this point. You are... No, oh, I'm in her not... belly. Oh, you are. Oh, she's oh, pregnant, no, with, she's pregnant with me. She's wow. looking after the kids of this Italian-American doctor. And uh, it's, you know, that was her life oh, at wow. that time. And I remember... Her whole thing was that she wanted to work for a famous movie star. But when she finally left to go back to my father, she, she finally, you know, like, fine, I'll come back. Um, Just at hold that it point, in. hold it in. Yeah, sir. her reputation had 
kind of preceded her so that there were a lot of people that wanted her to come over. And at the time... You mean because she was such a great... Yes. I don't know house. if it was Rock Hudson. It was so whoever was the tip top of Hollywood A-list then had called early that doctor 70s. and said, yes, and yeah. called the doctor and said, hey, uh, early uh, late 60s, late 60s. I called the doctor mm-hmm. and said, listen, we want to we want to hire the lady that's working for you. Um, uh, so can you let her have, wow. can you let us have her? Wow. And at that point, my mom had already left. So wow. she went back to my father. Uh, but from there, He's, I was born. He discovered gas X. He just, yeah. <laughs> he started taking Tums. He swore yeah. that he wouldn't, you know, I don't know. He wrote, he, he signed some and they've contract. they've been together Some no since. gas contract. Yeah. And yeah. well, she, sta- she stayed. I was a born writer. in Riverside. And then he got his master's. We moved to Indiana. That's right. So we're in Indiana there. Where he got a full ride. Uh, he got a full ride to get his PhD from Purdue. So oh, wow. he was at Purdue. He was a Boilermaker, a boilermaker basically. Yeah. yeah. He's smart. Um, a lot of good football players have Still come Big from Tens, Purdue, right? actually. Yeah. Did someone Drew say Brees. go Big Ten? Big someone Ten, say, go Big oh, Ten. Oh, here we go. Okay. So, yeah. So, essentially, my sister was born in Indiana. We stayed there for two years. And then he got a job offer after he got his PhD from he Bermuda. He went to the that's islands. That's when we went to the yeah. islands, yeah. which is in the British Commonwealth. Yes. So, that's where I started my schooling. Wow. At the age of three you, and a half. Talk, you talked British for a bit, didn't I you? I spoke with a British accent. <laughs> I did. I talked like this. And so... Mummy. Um, yeah, mummy. Mummy. Uh, which is the Daddy strangest. has gas again, mummy. Yeah, mummy. Daddy's passing the hot air. Mama. He is, passing, but it's so strange passing. to see passing. an Asian yeah. kid, right? To have an Asian kid speaking with a heavy Asian, uh, British accent is very funny. So we're in Bermuda, and I started first grade at three and a half. So I turned four in first grade. What? Which, yeah, which in England. I was nine. You're not allowed. (laughs) You're not allowed. The youngest you can be in the U.S. is five and a half, I think, or five and three quarters in first grade. You can't be super young. But But in the Bermuda Triangle. Bermuda Triangle, where time doesn't really matter. It's timey-wimey. Yeah, so that was pretty crazy to be a first grader and turn at three and a half, turning four. And in the British school system, in our school, I don't know if it's the same all over England, but we had... A and B class. Did mm. you have that there? Mm, okay, upper so, and lower. Yeah, well. so yeah. upper and lower. So yeah. I was in 5A. I was 5 upper. Right. And then at when you finish 5, 5A skips to 7. 5B does 6 in Bermuda. Right. So if I stayed, I left Bermuda in the middle of fifth grade. If I had stayed one more year and jumped a grade mm-hmm. and then came to the U.S., I would have been at that point a 14-year-old freshman at UCLA because I was a 16-year-old freshman at UCLA wow. because of the early age. Yeah. Wow. Which, wow. which is not, you know, I know was you guys say, good? wow. No, no, it's, not, no it's, it's good when you're young going like, haha, I'm so I'm so much yeah. smarter than all you guys. You guys are idiots when you're 9, 10, or 11. But then, you but then when you get of your adolescent years, when you start noticing yes. the other sex, you know, yeah. and you then be you're, social. yeah, and you want to be social, mm. you're two years younger than everyone yeah. else. Right. I'm sitting here trying to talk to a 17-year-old girl in my class, and I'm 15, mm-hmm. and she's looking at me like, well, you're my little brother, you know? Yeah, so yeah. there's no no right. social life at all. You're and like, sports, and imagine sports. Mm. If I'm 15 and I'm trying to go up for the football team against your 17-year-old body, yeah. you're going to cream me. You're faster, you're stronger, mm-hmm. you're bigger, right? So yeah, it yeah. affected my sports life as well. So I always thought the um, boys needed, if, if, you're, if you're on that, sort of border between not going or going to the the grade like it's always better to be older for your class. oh my god yeah and you were yeah a baby there was a there was a there's a book uh called the outliers i don't know if you've read that book uh malcolm gladwell and it's basically oh, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah, how yeah. if you look at the guys in the nhl most of those guys are they have january birthdays because they're the old if you think about it if yeah. you're january of one year Look how much more developed and faster you are than a right. December kid. Yep. Right. So there's all these NHL stars that are January because 
guess what? When they were younger, they got preferential treatment in terms of better junior programs because they were bigger, faster, and they developed playing time, playing time everything. So yeah, yeah. yeah. so that the, I guess the caveat. Didn't so how, many, yeah. how many years were you in Bermuda? Uh, six years. So yeah. and, and then, after that, the island of then Bermuda. You went to Tennessee, right? Right, right. But did you, you like get, Bermuda? You have to. I did. I did like Bermuda. It was weird because I was the only you, Asian do, kid. Do you have I remember strong it. memories. Oh, yeah. most definitely. Um, the British private school. My British teachers. Um, they paddled in the British school back right, then. I mean, right. with the, I mean, you got physically beaten. Oh, yeah, right, right. And smacked. Yeah. Like, you don't see that now, but back right. then. All girl um, Catholic school. We yeah, had the, so we had same the rulers. Thing. Oh, the ruler thing? Oh, we had a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> the bad kid would come up and we would wear shorts during the summer and he would say, spread your legs. The kid would stand there. He'd take his ruler and smack between his oh two legs God. like that really hard. So that was the, you know kind of discipline that you would have at a British private school. Mm, uh, I mean, but corporal after, punishment. Corporal, yeah. Pretty much corporal yeah. punishment. But after six years, Bermuda says, become a citizen of Bermuda or leave. Uh, and so oh, at that uh, point, my parents were like, okay, our kids have U.S. passports. Right. Do we Not change them to that. Bermudian passports? Right. No. You yeah. know, there's no value to have a Bermudian passport, really. Yeah. So we left. And the plan was to go to Florida, where my dad would continue his job working for a Department of Agriculture like he did in Bermuda. That's He was hired there right straight out of uh, uh, Purdue. Um, but then we pivoted and went to Memphis, yeah, Tennessee, of all places. Um, Again, in an academic position or? No, no this, this is crazy. This is a proper job, was yeah, it? Yeah, he went away from science and he went into business. He worked for his younger brother, okay. who had started a company in Memphis that became the largest craft importers in the nation, wholesalers. Wow. So they supplied Walmart, Mervyn's, Kmart, Michael's Art Supply with wow. all of their inventory. They're like if you walked into Taiwan. Yeah, so they imported right. stuff from uh, Taiwan, Philippines, right. Hong Kong, right. and then they would sell them wholesale to these retail stores, right. right? And the retail stores would mark it up, but they were the wholesalers. And if you walked into Walmart or Kmart back in the heyday, every item, every silk flower, cross stitch, needlepoint, macrame, everything. The Wang brothers. Was, were oh, WII. Uh, well, they pronounce it Wang. They said Wang's International right. Incorporated. Right. WII would be on every single item um, in those stores. Wow. Yeah, it was insane. And he ended up influencing my uncle. He ended up influencing um, Memphis politics. Um, yes, uh, it was wow. crazy. He spoke out against uh, a really horrible governor that no one would say anything about. Right. And all of a sudden, all this, it was so nuts because he got all this fan mail. He had tons of fan mail. He had all these attorneys saying, if that governor tries to sue you, I will represent you for free. Wow. You know, if you do this. So there was wow. a lot of, you know, stuff that went down through my uncle. But my dad was working for his younger brother. So in the mm, Chinese the hierarchy, dynamic of that, that's yeah. a little weird. So my dad was put in charge of the catalog. So my dad had to photograph every single item in this massive, and it was the size of a phone book. That's how many items that they had in their, in their uh, warehouse, right? Um, I, at one point when I was uh, uh, at UCLA, when I went to college, my parents, my dad had been sent out to California to run the, the California warehouse, the California um, division of my uncle's company, basically. So in the summer times, I would go to the warehouse and box and uh, items for shipping to retail stores. So that was my job as a as a college kid. Was that's a great thing uh, to do. Though. I um, fully commend parents that get their kids to work like that. Yeah, yeah. It's for them or not. Or, you know. Did you ever yeah. uh, go see the ducks at the Peabody? Oh yeah, 
the Peabody restaurant, that uh, the Peabody Hotel, yeah. the wonderful restaurant, and these ducks would they come out. They have real ducks, don't they? They have ducks around. there. It's well, like a parade, cool thing. Right? Oh, it's crazy the ducks, story. Yeah. They get walked down yeah. in the morning, and they go into the little fountain I've when they there. swim around and they yeah. do their thing. Amazing. And then every night at the same time, the ducks are basically marched, Parated. and they and yeah. they walk out. Like, yeah. they, they, they're they herded out yeah. of the, th- they know where to go. And they waddle out, and they go into their little side area, and they go to sleep They have a penthouse. Yeah, they live better than most of them. Yeah, they live better than all of them. This, she was like, I've got a penthouse. I have a penthouse it. for my ducks. Yeah. And the Peabody Hotel would have this really nice five star restaurant, or what I would consider a five star restaurant they back then. Duck. And they served <laughs> duck. No, they didn't. No. That would be so There's bad. There's only six left. No. Yeah, it's like all but, of a sudden you order duck, and the next day the parade of ducks are like, wait a minute. There's only, there's only seven of them now. Oh, no. The big story yeah, about. Wong was here. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, no. The big story about the Peabody Hotel and that restaurant was that Tom Cruise had come through mm. and he saw a table of, of high school prom. You know, they're all dressed in tuxes and, and prom dresses. Mm-hmm. They were having dinner there. And he came over to say hello to them. And there must have been 20 of them at the table. And then um, he left. And they were so excited that Tom Cruise stopped and talked to them. And they went to pay the bill. Tom had covered the entire oh, bill. Bless all him. 20 of them. Yeah. That's so, really sweet. And when you hear about A-list celebs like acting that. like humble, yeah. cool, generous people, yeah. that warms your heart. Yeah. Because there's way too many stories yeah. of the of opposite being, of the yeah. other Assholes. Being, yeah. being he jerks. Tom and Annie, you only had good stuff to say about uh, him, I'm, how I'm, professional I'm, he was. I'm a big fan of Tom Cruise and became a bigger too. fan once I worked with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. For so, sure. Yeah, I mean... I don't. I don't care what you worship as long as you're not hurting anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I just you want know. Tom to adopt me. That's all. Just I, I'll be <laughs> your son. Yeah. I'll be Actually, your Asian son. If that Tom... doesn't go so well. For <laughs> yes, it doesn't. It doesn't. Just want to cl- clarify that real quick. Uh, Connor is talking about uh, the fact that Tom Cruise is a, uh, a famous Scientologist. Uh, can we? Can we say? He is famous, and yes, he's um, a Scientologist. Yeah, so we were, we're, we're uh, in Bermuda, then I uh, got to UCLA where I went to college. I was pre-med, planning on being an anesthesiologist. I was That's right, be, you, you, yeah. I mean, you changed majors a few I times, I did. My you? whole idea was I was going to be Doogie Howser. I thought, okay, I'm right. going to get in there, yeah. finish UCLA in three years, finish medical school in three years, finish my, my extended training in a year, be a resident in two months and I'd be full-fledged Had you shown any inclination for the craft at all at this point? No, not really. No, You've not never really. done a play? Just, You've no, never... Not, so, never uh, so you ended up doing... No. You ended up doing... What was your... You made, You decided Asian studies well, went, and electives in, in theatre. Yeah. Where so, the, well, no, I started with uh, pre-med, so bio, right. biology. Then yes. I switched my major to poli-sci because right. I thought I was going to go to law school. That didn't happen. Right. Then I switched my major to history. Then econ because I thought I was going to go to my MBA. That didn't happen. And after economics, then I switched my major finally to East Asian Studies, yeah. and I walked into the day I walked into the East Asian Studies department to get the the requirements of that major. What there I need was to a fulfill. Girl. No, 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 no. <laughs> this receptionist, the receptionist, looks at me and she says, "She goes, hey, um, I have a note here from a casting director from Hollywood looking for people to uh, to audition for Shut a up. TV movie. Would you mind? Do you have time to audition for a TV movie?" I was like. Uh, okay. I mean, it was the weirdest thing. I wow. said, okay. So I went in and auditioned for a, a movie. I think it was called like China Nights or Forbidden Nights, but it was a story of a graduate student, a mainland Chinese graduate student in China having an affair with his English professor, uh, with his American professor, right? right? A female yeah. professor. So the role of the female professor was being played by uh, Melissa Gilbert, oh, who yeah. played Laura Ingalls oh, on yeah. Little House in the Prairie. She ended up being an older Melissa Gilbert. Gilbert. Right. Yeah. 
And so she was the, the, and I remember walking into that casting director's office and the first thing she said was, how old are you? Because imagine I'm 18, 19. Because remember, I'm still, I started UCI at 16. I switched my major five times. So at 19 was the age I was. And the role of this this grad student was, he was like 22 or 23. Right. But at 19, I looked 12. Okay, so when I walked in, fresh, oh, right. oh, the casting director was like, you're way too young for this role. I was like, oh, but I'll let you read anyway. So I read. And so I, I had a little bit of tingling of, oh, this is kind of an interesting life. Oh. Do you remember who the casting director was? I don't remember oh, who that casting director was. You got was. the bug. No, I got the you bug. Got and then I, I researched the theater department. And I had friends that were in the theater department. And they told me, don't switch. If you switch your major to theater, you're in for a lot of manual labor because what the UCLA theater department Mm. did back then, I don't know what they do it now, is every theater major has to take lighting 101. But lighting 101 is you are lighting the main stage play. You are are basically free labor, okay, is what you are. Or set construction 203. Hey, guess what? You're you're building the whole damn I remember mama set is what you're doing. If you want to get into the business, sure, it's a good experience. But at the same time, it's, you're not learning anything. I mean, are you, are you planning to build sets for plays? If you are, then that's great. Sure. But if you're not, if you're just going to be an actor uh, on stage or in front of cameras, right. you're not going to need that information. So I did not switch my major to theater. I kept with these East Asian studies. Right. And I walked into uh, TA20, which is beginning acting. And I said, is there any way a non-major can take this class? And the teacher said, well, because it's fall quarter, um, my priority goes to all the incoming freshmen, theater major freshmen that are taking this class. If you come back spring quarter, if I'm probably going to have a space or two, I can get you in then. So I came back, took that class. And then after that, every other class I took in theater, they ask you, what other classes have you taken so far and which professors? So then <laughs> everyone thought I was a theater major because I had that first one to go off of. Right. Yeah. And I just got into everything else. So I took stage combat, movement for the actor, wow. uh, acting for film and television, uh, intermediate acting, okay. you name it, everything I could take without being a theater major, I took. Right. Yeah. So that got wow. me into... Um, uh, the bug bit me at that point. I did a uh, main what stage do you remember, play. Yeah, what do you remember about the first piece you might have done in that in that in that period of time that was like, oh, this is okay. I'm up for this. Um, probably when I got cast in the main stage, and right. it was to honor the 50th anniversary of the internment internment of the Japanese Americans right. during World War II. Wow. So the play was called 12-1A, and Quite it was heavy, about huh? very heavy. It was yeah. about a family that was interned, and I played the son who right. just flips out because he loses it because of what's happened. His right. parents have lost lost their livelihood, their houses, the businesses sent into these these barracks, basically in the middle of nowhere it's George's in story, Arizona. Isn't it? Yeah, it's it's yeah, George's story. It's George's and story. When I was performing this play, George came to watch it. Did he? Oh, so wow. yeah, so wow. I saw. So to me, I knew. Oh my gosh, I maybe I this is maybe way I have a before foot. anything. Yeah, this is more anything. I go amazing. George Decay. <laughs> Sulu is sitting wow. in that seat. And, oh and honestly, he's the only guy, if you oh think my. about it, that had a non-stereotypical role for an Asian guy in the 60s. Yep. The other actor was the guy playing Hop Sing on Bonanza. And that was very stereotypical. Oh. Yeah. You know, Mr. Cartwright, can I clean yeah. your clothes for you? Can yeah, I make right. some food for right. you? I mean, horrible. Yeah. And then you had George Takei. Warp 8. Yes. Warp 9. I mean, it was like, what? And doing, yeah. and doing funny bits with uh, with Walter. Yeah. yeah. No. They were, they, but, were, they were Rosencrantz and Guildenstern a bit, weren't they? they yes, they, they were. Really were. They were. But 
being doing a, a UCLA play main stage and looking out and seeing someone who had made it in Hollywood. Did he come around he, to say hello often? Uh, no, but he he'll say to this day if I'm on stage with him. I remember when I first saw Garrett. <laughs> he was on stage at UCLA God playing bless. a Japanese American uh, yeah. son of a family during World that War. That wouldn't II. fly now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, I would never have cast how, him. He's clearly <laughs> the wrong Asian. Uh, how colorblind was uh, casting at that? time for, they for were UCLA. Tri- yeah, UCLA, the, the main stage before the one that I did was called was I Remember Mama, and they said this is going to be the first rainbow-casted um, play, hmm. a main stage that we're doing. So they, they were going to cast the entire family multi-ethnic. I was up for the sun in that one, but it went to Mike Gorgian, my friend Mike Gorgian, and then um, um, I... You know, they cast the sister as Latino, I think, and and everyone else was still Caucasian. So they didn't mm. really, they kind of rainbow cast they it, but tried. not. They tried. Yeah, they tried. Yeah, you know, get A for effort. Yeah. And then I got into 12-1A and, and George saw me. And, and again, when I was at UCLA, I booked a role in a play called um, Porcelain. Porcelain was by a Singapore Chinese British guy who mm. wrote this. And it's this play basically about, you know what cottaging is? Do you mm-hmm. know what that is? Yeah, so <laughs> his eyes just pop. Why would I even ask Dom if he knows what that is? I mean, I know you know. So cottaging for those I who don't know. I went to a boys' know, boarding school. It's when, okay, in England, when, when gay men want to find love or find satisfaction, they will go to a public restroom and meet a complete stranger and have sex in the in the, in the cubicle. And it's that's called a cottage. cottaging. It's cottaging. Oh, that's yeah. sexy. So oh, this, yeah. George, so, George I learned so much on this no, no, show. Yeah. The, at the park. God bless him. So, I mean, por- so porcelain was something to be man, made fun of. Now, yeah. now I but see porcelain you're is about, about the throne. The no, porcelain the, throne. Yeah, what kind of? Porcelain was about a play about a Chinese, a British Chinese teenager who was gay, who finally comes out to his parents. They they kick him out of the house. He goes to a public restroom. He meets an older Irish blue collar fellow who's actually experimenting, not really, has a wife and everything, but was wants to try this out, falls in love with him, has a relationship with him. But then his older Irish blue color, uh, blue collar lover leaves him and starts looking for other men, you know, to be with. And so basically my character stalks him to the same bathroom where we met, waits for hours when he comes out of the stall, my character shoots and kills him. So the beginning of the play, it's wow. very similar to Equus because it's a criminal psychologist mm-hmm. interviewing my character. So the play is set up on six, five stools. I'm sitting on the center stool. There's two stools to my right, two to my left. Those are seated. There are four actors there playing anywhere from three to 18 roles. And they're always on the stage. And I'm, and I'm the only one playing one role. I play light, John Lee. The, light, the light's light coming scene, down. Right. And the beginning of the play, wow. I'm on stage when the house is coming in, which is very rare. So yeah. it's lit. Right. And I'm sitting on the stage. It's a white floor. And, I'm, and it's covered with red origami cranes. So I'm folding crane after crane and throwing them on the floor because there is an Asian tradition or, or a, you know, a belief that if you can fold a thousand cranes and make a wish, your wish will come true oh. or 10,000, whatever it is. Right. So yeah. my character is trying to fold as many cranes to bring back his lover, basically, because mm-hmm. he he killed him in this crime of passion, basically. Wow. wow. Yeah. And that play put me on the map. I mean, a lot of- uh, Where was it of, performed? It was at the Burbage Theater in West, West LA, right. West Los Angeles. And it was supposed to be a, I think it was supposed to be like a, a three-week run and they extended to 12 weeks. So I dropped out of wow. UCLA, my oh. final quarter. Wow. I'm short one class. So I don't even have my, my diploma. Thrilled your parents of, on I, that Oh one. my God, Asian parents they died they were they thought i was uh, the the biggest um 
failure, you know, you, you name it. Asian parents are like, hey, let me tell you about my son at Princeton. Oh, let me tell you about my son at Yale. That's what they're all about. And then my parents are like, oh, my son just dropped out of UCLA. I'm you know, right to be, to, to, Yeah, to they play as a, a gay man. Proviso, you know? didn't yeah. they? That they, would, they would back you for two years. Well, yeah, that would, what happened was I told them, I said, this is, this is really what I want to do. And my mom's like, you got to be kidding me. Like we have, you've told us you want to be a doctor for years. We have sacrificed everything for you and you're going to go into acting Mm. and acting in the Chinese, you know, uh, in history, in Chinese history, it's considered the lowest possible rung. You're a street urchin if you're an actor. You're, you, you, uh, um, beggar on the street is on the same uh, tier as actor, basically, Mm. historically speaking. There's a musical you need to see if you haven't already called Supportive White Parents. Oh, wow. Have you heard of it? No. My friend Joy wrote this. It was was done at, um, shout out to them. I I had friends in it. It was done at uh, Second City and kept getting extended and extended and then they wrote it into a full-fledged musical. I think they're trying to get it uh, like actually they have an album out now and yeah. they're gonna try and you know get it recorded and, and yeah. whatnot but it's about a, a young asian girl who changes her major from pre-med biology oh, to east asian studies and theater what and the parents Are you kidding me? yeah that's when, like Sounds the like- whole time you're telling the story i'm just like i have to tell them about this musical and it's so funny and her parents are so disappointed her oh in her God. and she freaks out yeah. so she makes a wish upon a star that she wished she had supportive white parents and then she wakes up and, and she had there and they're like singing all these songs like with a tambourine and guitar and like we love in this family we hug in this family she's like you guys hug like it's so funny it's the funniest guys, musical I've ever seen I want to see this it's, oh my God. I've seen it so many times because it's so good oh God. I have the soundtrack like you would just love it and, I, it and it just shines a light on how ridiculous to like yeah. we hug in this I, family yeah 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 it's so good you guys family. it's so good the support we white in yeah. this family. My favorite is they go to Trader Joe's exactly. or whatever, oh, and then they like they do all the no, they go to Whole Foods, yeah. and then they're like you know singing in Whole Foods like all the different culture yeah. culture food that they get to eat. <laughs> we don't it, fight in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's try yeah. dim sum tonight. Yeah, yeah. but the two year deal anyway. started yeah. because of that conversation with my mom, telling her I'm not going to med school. Yeah, and she said, "Well, you're going to go to law school." I said, "Nope." Okay, business school. I said, "Nope." She said, well, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to act. And she literally dropped the phone. And she said, okay, you name one Chinese man who's made it. You name one Chinese man who's made it in Hollywood. And I said, Bruce Lee. And then right when I said that, she goes, he's dead. Pick another. It was immediate. I mean, it was immediate. She knew. Immediate. She knew. She didn't exactly have Jackie Chan. No, because at that, no, because Jackie Chan, Chow Yun Fat, all those guys were still in Hong Kong. They were stars in right, Hong Kong. Right, right. Jackie Chan had come over here to do Cannonball Run, and that's it. He yeah. didn't do anything but... Cannonball run and then went back to Hong Kong. Right. So I had no one. I mean, if you talk, well, if you think about Asian actors who've made it or who at least have a long resume, there's a few like yeah. James Hong, right? right. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been around forever. Been around forever. Yeah. My mom's not going to know who James Hong is, right. you know? Right. And then in the stand up, I talked about him. Uh, I remember uh, this. Yeah, James a- Hong walks up to me at an award show, an Asian award show, and he goes, uh, Hi, Garrett, James Hong, nice to meet you. And I'm like, <laughs> Hey, James, uh, I've been watching your work since I was. You know, little little guy. He's like, oh, and you, uh, congratulations on your career. And he's like, oh, thank you, thank you. So, is there any possibility for me to be on Voyager as your <laughs> uncle or maybe your <laughs> grandfather? He's so this guy's working. And I was like, there's a reason why he's got the longest resume yeah, right. in Hollywood. Yeah. He's the best networker on the planet. Yep. And I look at him. I'm like, James, that's impossible. We're in the we're in the Delta Quadrant, but there's no way that we can actually have any communication with anybody. That like, there's no way. He's like, yeah, but you have a holodeck, don't you? And so I'm like, oh. Oh, he knows it all. Yeah. He knows Flashbacks. Flashbacks. Did he come on? 
No, but I'm just saying it's very funny that he knew all that. He knew he was he did his research. I met him a few times. He's a sweet, yeah, he's a sweet guy. He's a sweet guy. Good actor too. But yeah, but telling my mom uh, when I when she said Bruce Lee, he's dead. Pick another. I couldn't think of anyone. And then um, it was basically five years of them saying, "Have you given up this crazy notion to be an actor? Why can't this be your hobby? Why can't you be a doctor?" and actor part-time as a as a hobby. And I was like, what, I'm going to be in the middle of surgery? And I'm like, oh, I've got to audition. I've got to go. I and mean, it's yeah. not going to work. I said, I, this is what I want to do. Can't do so that we open fought. art surgery. I have rehearsal. I have rehearsal, yeah. yeah. So we fought for five years. It was literally just was every tough. discussion was, you, you need to give this up. So in that five-year time, Training, training, training. Outside, I'd left UCLA, training with different teachers, doing improv class. You're in LA. In LA, yeah. doing in, uh, improv class, doing auditioning class with Margie Haber, doing, you know, you name it, I was everywhere. And then finally, I had two very progressive aunties at a family reunion that convinced my parents. They said, look, we've seen him at every family reunion. He has entertained us with his accents, his impersonations, all the things that he does. Clearly, he's... Got the cut, bone. Yeah, he's he's yeah. cut from this type of cloth, yeah. and I think you should support him. So they came to me and said, okay, your father and I have made a decision. We're going to support you. What do you need? And I said, wow. I, this is what I need. I said, I need... I need support, meaning I need room, board. So I need money for food, for my rent, for acting class, for photos. Because what I've noticed, all my friends that are in Los Angeles trying to make it as an actor... Most of them are working at three different restaurants yes. as yeah. waiters. And so all their energy. Being, yeah. No, they're yeah. so tired. They yeah. can't even audition. Agreed. I was like, there, there's no energy left. No. I said, I don't want to be one of those people. No. So my parents said, so what do you need? How long would you need this unconditional support of everything? I said, I threw two years out because I thought they're going to negotiate me down to a year, six mm. months, whatever. And so two years of room, board and food and acting class money, that's, you know, that's a lot. That's yeah. Yeah. It, it, but I thought they would you know, at least negotiate. And they came back a couple of days later and said, we'll give you the whole two years. I was like, oh, oh wow. wow. Did can you have a different Can your family talk to my family? I thought, <laughs> I thought in that two years, if I can book one thing, I can extend for another year. That's what I thought. I thought. Do you yeah. have a SAG card at this point? Or uh, at that point, at that point, I don't even think I had a SAG card. No, no, mm. no. Because I once I once they gave me the go ahead, then I said, now it's time to get a SAG card. Right. And at that time, the easiest way was if you did three days of union extra work. Yeah. If yeah. you were the right, and okay. I had a friend who was in charge of Senex casting, which was the which was the non-union right. casting, yeah. and he knew everyone at Central Casting. So right. he said, I'll get you in. So I did right. one day on a Michael Jackson music video, Heal the World, yep. I played a Chinese soldier in that one. I did one day on Cheers, and I did one day on... Um, on um oh my god uh sequest dsv oh. so, wow. so, yeah. so, so so okay so i'm gonna say wow. this again for the for the strike so i i did i did yes it is i did so i'm gonna say this i'm gonna say i did um i did a michael jackson video i did the sitcom where everyone knows your name that one mm -hmm. and i also did the submarine show with roy scheider uh -huh. in it. so those were my three that's when i first yeah. arrived in town 94. And so you okay you remember from, that yeah 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 and yeah. the kid from uh, ladybugs Oh, uh, what was his name? That movie with Rodney Dangerfield. He passed away. Oh, no kidding. Yes. Oh, my Lord. Self-passing, meaning oh, like he oh, couldn't handle Lord. Hollywood any longer. So Jonathan Brandis, yes. is that his name? I yes. So. Yes. Yeah. Very sad. Um, but I remember I was so nervous to being on sequel. Oh, shit. 
I was so nervous being yeah, yeah. I was so nervous being on the submarine show because my friend from UCLA theater department was a series regular on there. Oh, so wow. I was like, okay, please don't be on the call sheet. Please don't because I didn't want him to see me there because I was, you know, here I am. Hey, yeah. I'm background and yeah. you're the star. Yeah, right. I didn't want to, you know, and I didn't want to I didn't want Marco I'm to swabbing. see. Yeah. I'm just I'm <laughs> swabbing the deck right, right yeah. now. I didn't want Marco Sanchez. I'm just to one of your semen. Yeah. Wait, literally. Oh, was he no. yeah. was he was he on set? No, he, no, he wasn't. wasn't. Thank God. But the funniest thing happened because during a lunch break, we were on location. Um, so we were filming out in some city of industry, some warehousey industrial looking thing. And I was playing like one of the security teams. So I had like, you know, weapon, everything, uh, dark uh, military type clothing. But we went to lunch and I was the type of guy that I let, you know, and of course, extras eat last, background eats last. So yeah, main crew, main everyone, actors, they ate. But I let all the background eat before me. I was like, no, no, you guys go ahead. So I was that guy. I was like, no, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I'll eat last. So finally, everyone had their meal. So I went, I my turn to order, one, str- one straggling grip walks up, right? And immediately a second, second, second AD runs up and says, what are you fucking doing? What are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm about to order. Not in front of the grip, not in front of this electrician. He's much more important than you are. How dare wow. you order before him? I said, do you understand? I let everyone, I let the entire cast, all the main crew and all the extras eat before me. I'm the last one to order. She's like, well, you're going to have to wait a little longer, aren't you? Uh-huh. I said, you know what? It's not always going to be like this. She goes, oh, what do you mean? It's not always going to be like this. I said, when I'm a series regular on my own show, I'm going to let all the extras eat before me, is what I said. And the second, second AD looked at me and says, <laughs> yeah, like that's ever going to happen. Huh. And then I booked, Lord. you know, the sci-fi show I was on. Not too long. Oh, I was waiting up? for her to show up on the set. I was going, you, you yeah. are the little yeah. witch that messed with yeah. me that day. Would and I'm you gonna like get, yeah. to order? Yeah. yeah. In fact, you will have no food today yeah, yeah, is what yeah. I'm going yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone went, gets to eat and you get nothing. And you went, get no, no, I, no, I, no, I was like, everyone gets steak and lobster and you get oatmeal. That is what you get, miss. And a yeah. packet of ketchup. And a packet of ketchup for your oatmeal. He yeah. went Joe Pesci on our ass. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. So I was, you know, it was one of those things where I said, I'm going to, and I held true to that. There were days that the food truck was there when we were on location for the sci-fi show that I was on. Mm. And I literally would just let the background eat first. Yeah, like, go, go. Jesus, like, no, no, no. You're, we can't go before you. Yeah, they like, they were so they freaked out. Let you. They, yeah, they were yeah. like, I can't do it. I was like, dude. I'm telling you right now, you can go do it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but 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 I'm gonna get in trouble. I said, I'm giving you permission to go before me. Now go. Like I was like pushing them, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, I don't want to do it. Right. So I'll get in trouble. Uh, yeah, they kept thinking yeah. they're gonna get in trouble, and because it's great ingrained in their head, right? You can't eat. And for the second anyone. second too, it's not you know they're like, no. what are you doing? You're yeah. this is my job. Yeah. So what did you had you done a job before getting the the big Kahuna, or had you? Where, I did. All yeah. American Girl, right. Margaret Cho show, Margaret Cho the comedian. Mm-hmm. She had her own show on ABC. Did you guys date for two minutes? No. no. She, she said something about that. Yeah, I sort of as read a, that. To, yeah, she said something to Entertainment Weekly right. or something like that, right. and they printed it. <gasps> and so then I called her and left a message, and I said, well, I said, Margaret, I don't know about us dating for whatever, however long you said, because I'm pretty sure that happened in an alternate universe is what I said <laughs> on her message. Oh and God. then she called back and she, she left a 15-minute message profusely apologizing, saying, I'm so sorry, Garrett. 
as comedians, sometimes we embellish the truth. Sometimes we add a little, yeah. you know, that might have been my own sort of fantasy yeah. in my head, you know, yeah. whatever. But I am so embarrassed. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I will not say that again. So, yeah. So that, Well, and yeah. also press and, and stuff like that tend to embellish and, like, take words that you say and Most definitely. make it their yeah. own and warp it. So who Most knows definitely. what she said to where they made it be like, they had a 10-year relationship. Yeah, and you're like, right. wait a minute. Yeah. Three kids. Yeah. 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 Take and the, the funny thing, congratulations, by the way, yeah, she, oh, huge trailblazer. <laughs> yeah. And for her, her show, I was actually cast as um, Korean man, handsome Korean man number three. I had a co-star <laughs> role. Did you keep that letter? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love those letters. Handsome Korean. We are man delighted. Three. Yeah. You, will be yeah, yeah. you will be playing handsome Korean man number three. And so, <laughs> not half yeah. as delighted as I was. Unfortunately, you weren't as good as number one or two, but <laughs> yeah. we. We'll give you number three. Third so. time's the yeah. charm. Yeah. Third time's the charm. Hey, Mom, you like apples? You like that? Yeah. How about them apples? How about them apples, yeah. Mama? Look what I'm doing now. I'm yeah. not a doctor, but I'm handsome yeah. Korean man number three. Um, but the crazy thing, the craziest thing happened when we filmed that pilot for them, and that was in the pilot episode, my agent called me after. They said, they want you back. They want you back for the first episode after the, after their break from filming Sorry, the pilot. You did, you did I said, right? I said, as handsome Korean man number three, mm-hmm. and I said, no, you're the lead, you're the you're the main guest star. You're playing Doctor Raymond Han, oh, an anesthesiologist. You're finally yeah. made it to be a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Let me say that again without saying the I'm not a doctor, but I play one on yes, TV. Right. You finally got to say it. You yep. finally got to say it. So I I was told that I was playing the boyfriend of. Margaret Cho's character, right. and I would be this anesthesiologist. So yes, I was. Wow. got to play play my wow. doctor self. That's where self. the yeah, that's where the dating super, super cool. started. There. I invited my parents down to see that. Was taping. it live taping? Yes, oh, live taping. Great. Where at? Uh, at Disney right. at uh, ABC. Uh, yeah, ABC. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, in Burbank, right? They Disney, are yeah. the freakiest. So we were a live sitcom taping. Yeah, man, is, so it's I, crazy. I've never been more scared in my life. So never makeup. Done one. I've never done one. I don't know. Makeup and hair were were fritzing around me. I was standing on set. My parents are in the audience, and I go. I go, mom, dad, look, I play a doctor on TV. You know, like so, because their whole thing was, he's supposed to be a doctor. Yeah, he didn't do funny. it. And so my first role that I book, speaking role, is playing a doctor. And they were both yeah. looking behind. And they're like, we don't even know who this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, for, for that five years of arguing with my parents, literally, um, I thought they hated the fact that I was choosing to be an actor, that they were making my life a living hell, you know, so... When I got on to the sci-fi show, it was literally... Because that came pretty quick. That came pretty quick, yeah. Pretty so quick. it was uh, after after doing... I was actually on uh, rehearsing for that episode uh, where I play her anesthesiologist mm-hmm. boyfriend when I got the the tweet. Not the tweet, Jesus. The it text. wasn't even... Yeah, wow. The page. It was a page. Yeah, they got a page. We had pages. I got the page and from my I agent... I pulled over. Yeah. Got no, no. I was, at, <laughs> I was at Disney and I looked at Clyde Kasatsu who plays the dad in the, in the show and I said, uh-huh. Clyde, um, I, is there any way I could use... I know you have a phone in your trailer. Can I use that? I got to call my agent. I think it's, it, it's, it's something big. And so he's like, yeah, 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 come in. So I called and that's when my agent, uh, Jim Hess who sounds like Stephen Wright, the comedian from oh, back yeah. in the 90s, oh, yeah. right? Hilarious. So I said, I go, Jim, Jim, what's up? And he, he's like, he goes, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> so uh, you got the job. And I'm like, what? 
I booked the role. I, I booked the role. He's like, yeah, I just you booked the role. I, I said, well, I, I mean, are you are you messing with me? He was like, why would I be messing with you? Because you don't sound excited, Jim. You don't sound excited. He Trust goes, me. This he goes, is me. I'm very excited. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah, that was all he could give you, right? I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, oh my now. god. So I said, well, what what do I have to do? You got to get across the. You're you're in Burbank now. You need to get to Paramount. They need to do your fitting today. I'm like today. I said, okay. Well, I'm wrapping pretty soon. Well, you better hurry. So I sped to get, and everyone knows, getting from the Valley to Hollywood no. at rush hour, nope. no bueno, okay? Yeah, so yeah. I was going, pulling my hair out. Finally, I pull up to Paramount Studios, front lot right off of Melrose, pull right in. The security guard is a guy that has been there for every audition I've had. Oh. And I had five auditions total. Did right? you? So yeah. I pull up and he goes, you got it. I'm like, oh, oh really? I was like, I got it. He was like, I won the bet. Because I had bet him. I bet him audition two. He was like, I know you got it. I know. I'm going to be a a fortune teller. You're going to be the one who books this role. And I said, my resume is non-existent. I'm handsome Korean man number three and one other role as an anesthesiologist. That's it. And he's like, well, I'm going to bet you a case of beer that you're going to book this role. And sure enough, yeah. He he called me on it right when there. I said, so I need to go park now. I'm late for the fitting. He says, B-Tank, over there, park in the blue tank. So I said, all right. right. So I sped around. And uh, he says, it's a little crowded, but you'll probably find a spot. And as I come around one corner, that's when the guy in the suit walks between two cars in front of my car. And I slam on the brakes, almost hitting this guy. And I was just, my heartbeat was oh was going a thousand miles a minute. And my eyes lock up. Because all I saw was a guy in a suit from the corner of my eye, slammed it? on the brake. I look up, match eyes. It's Harrison Ford. And ah. I thought, that's awesome. <laughs> I almost killed I was Harrison Ford. Ford and I was like no because I'm the I'm I'm a massive massive fan of that other sci-fi franchise and to see him there and also all the other stuff that he's done I mean just huge fan of his I I I almost pooped my pants literally I mean I was so freaking out literally in the tank oh no in in the tank in the B tank (laughs) I thought about the Daily Variety and Hollywood Reporter having I just saw the headlines unknown Asian actor unknown Asian actor (laughs) sci-fi actor idiot young guy maims Harrison Ford for for life handsome Korean man number three maims Harrison Ford for life he was not or or kills him either either killed him or maimed him I knew that was the headline and then instead the next day it says it shows him he was actually there for the screening of one of the uh, Tom Clancy novel films that he uh, uh, what was your yeah. doctor name on the other role which one on the, or the, when you played the, the Margaret Cho's uh, Dr. Kim. Raymond Raymond Hong. Raymond, uh, Raymond so Hong. it could be like Dr. Hong kills Dr. Jones. Yeah, that's, that's what yeah. I was. That's what I was like. Doctor, doctor kills yeah, doctor. doctor. Like, yeah, that's what I was. One going doctor for. kills another. That's right? a, yeah. Can you talk about what the the process was like? I think so. Right. The audition. Should yeah. I be, yeah, I should be able to. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So after running over Harrison Ford, I went into the fitting. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost running over Harrison uh-huh. Ford. I went into the fitting and I met Armin the first time mm. that was the first oh. actor yeah he was actually they took me onto the set of the show he was on and i met him there and i have to say there is a filter that they use when they film on that show our show because when i saw his teeth his ferengi teeth i can't even say that his alien teeth yeah when i saw his alien teeth for the first time it scared the bejesus out of me i was like, like oh my god but he was a gentleman he was so kind to me he was so nice and he said, come on over and uh, let me give you the 
let me sh- let me tell you the let me give you the um, the four one one. Let me let me give you all the information on what you should be looking for. Mm. Um, check all your force calls. Checked all your all these little incidental fees that should be paid to you because Paramount Accounting will err on the side of Paramount. They hire accountants saying purposely kind of skip a few force calls and don't pay them that because <clears throat> they'll never find out. Wow, that was their policy. So I bet this you, is after you, you've got the job. Yeah, yeah, I bet you if you two went back and looked through and tried to, of course, you know, if you went had I, I was pretty, you know, I always checked on something. that stuff, and we always knew we used to call it the sofa call. Yeah, it was, it's about, a new couch. It was about as much as the cheap couch at IKEA right. cost. Sofa, <laughs> I love that. The sofa call. Oh, I got Not sofa a force call. I got sofa. You know, I I rarely got. You one. might want to bring that mic in a bit closer. I have a feeling. What do you think, Chris? Sure. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Um, you were saying you have a feeling. Uh. <laughs> I got a feeling. I got a feeling. So anyway, let's go to the audition process. So, you, what's, uh, what's your first audition, uh, and who's it in front of? Nan Dutton. Right. Uh, Nan so Dutton, she, she cast yeah. the. She cast she didn't the pilot. Cast the, no, no, not the show itself. Right. It was Junie, Junie, and Ron for the show itself. But the pilot episode had all Nan the series done regulars. Next Gen or nope. no? Nope. I don't know. This was a one-off thing was. that she just did the pilot. Yeah, you can't for say the... that either. Um, yeah. So she just right. did one-off thing. I showed up. So yeah. So I walked into Nan's office. I had just finished. Literally uh, auditioning for a feature film, which I found out that I got. I was paged as I was on the Paramount lot. I called my agent and I said, oh, I booked it. Wow. And as I'm being told that I booked this feature film, um, that director and writer of that feature film that I just did the callback audition for, he was walking past the phone booth where I was talking. And so I'm like, wait a minute. He also ran over to Paramount. Why is he here? But he was walking past the phone booth and he was walking with Brannon. I didn't know who Brannon was. So I mm. walked out. I told my agent, I said, I got, oh, I see the writer director. I'll, I'll talk to you later. And I said, Rich, Rich Wilkes. I said, thanks, man. I, I, thanks for casting me in, the, in, in your film. He's like, oh, you, you knocked it out of the park, man. You did such a great job. I said, why are you here at Paramount? He goes, oh, I went to school with Brannon here. We went to college together. So he's giving me a tour of... Uh, the set of uh, oh wow the show that I was auditioning for right so and I was like wow I'm actually auditioning for your show now and I pointed at Brandon and Brandon goes in his usual cryptic yeah. way he goes hope to see you in the second round that's how he said it right <laughs> and, I thought, and I was like wow he's like Dracula you know <laughs> like, like, it's Bella Lugosi you know that's who writes well, you on got the that show. Right. Yeah. one yeah. two and I was three like, rounds <laughs> exactly it was a little freaky and unbeknownst to me those two walked away. And Rich Wilkes turned to Brandon and he said, please do not steal my fucking actor from me, is what he said to him. And that is exactly what happened because, is that oh exactly my God, because happened? I had to turn down because of the whole thing where we had Jean-Vive Bujold as our captain yeah, and then right. she left and then yeah. they had to search for someone else. That pushed out the possibility of me filming that feature film because wow. of the lack of, because we were supposed to have three a whole month of break after the pilot before we came back for the first episode oh and then that got and that, crushed yeah oh so that month yeah. was when i was going to film uh, up uh, in uh, northern california oh, cool. it was all gone it was it's an amazing role too oh. really great role oh. um and my co-stars were uh ben affleck and um uh matthew mcconaughey was in this what film was the piece uh it was called glory days and it was just oh, uh, I know it was that. absolutely yeah oh i should oh my gosh who ended was, up playing you a uh, young Vietnamese actor right. uh, who uh, I know him. He's a friend of mine. Right. But the the pinnacle scene for that character that I booked was I was the lead singer of the punk band. 
So here I am, an Asian American character singing as the lead singer, Fucking sexy a, ass. Oh. And that was my callback audition. I had to sing, I had to lip sync that song, oh. which was a punk song. Mm. And they said, you either lip sync it or you sing the lyrics. And I, again, I threw it out. I, I knocked it out of the park because the song was, um, it was called 21. And at the end of the song, you can hear the lead singer. He's screaming. He's like, 20, what? And you hear all kinds of furniture being broken in the, in the recording and everything. So in the, in the audition, I, I ripped my shirt off. I was like, I ripped the shirt through the chair that against the wall. And then on the 21, I was going to just do this, but instead I went 21 and I flipped off the director and I flipped the producer off. I flipped them all off. And then after that's when the writer director walks up to me and he, he, he's six foot five. He bear hugs me and pulls me off the ground. And he goes, I love you, man. And I said, I think I booked this role, you know, after I love you, man. And so that, and so that was the guy. Off more in yeah, that, there you go. Yeah. So Rich Wilkes trick. was the, was the writer director, the tall writer director walking away with Brandon when he said, don't you dare steer my, steal my f-ing actor. And that was and that's what happened. Brandon, wasn't it? Yeah. And then Brandon was like, exactly. now it's a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to figure out how to, yeah. 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 God bless you, Brandon. I will not steal. I will bust. So you're going for round two. Yeah. Round two. So well, going to round one, I was off such a high off of singing that punk song and it was down at do you guys remember it was it was a building that literally they would cast probably 18 commercials there and there'll be one casting of a, a, a theatrical cast right i can't remember where it was but it was one of those mega somewhere in me, hollywood yeah somewhere in right. hollywood and i just yeah and remember like, yeah. i had thrown everything against the wall screaming and everything so when i walked out usually you see hundreds of, of commercial actors sitting there chatting chatting mm-hmm. and yapping There's when i walked out that silent. door Silent, their eyes are wide open. Like, what was he doing in there? Like, what commercial was that for? And I know that I I missed out an opportunity. I should have said that, you know, well, you know, that Tide commercial, whoo! Like, that was they put me through the ringer on that one. Man, I didn't know. Good luck to all of you. Yeah, Dixie cups are hardcore, man. I didn't know bounty paper towels was that hardcore, but it sure was. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I. I literally walk into Nan Dutton's office on this massive high of booking this, seeing the writer-director who's getting a tour of the set. I'm about to audition for that show. And And you're shirtless. And my shirt, yeah. I have have another shirt on, and I walk in there. The first thing I notice is an ashtray that's probably the size of a Frisbee. And it has a mountain of of, of cigarette butts in it. This is a chain smoker beyond a chain. This is an uber chain smoker. Yeah, Nan, oh my God. And she is... Just done with that last one uh, on top of the mountain. And she goes, she goes, okay, you ready? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I pick up my sides. I start reading. I get one line out. She goes, stop. I go, what? You. I go, you. I go, what? You you actors. So unprepared. I said, unprepared. This is my first reading. You're still on book? I go, yeah, I'm on, I'm on, I still have my sides because it's the first audition. Usually that's what, how it goes. And she goes, let me tell you a story. And I was like, what? You know who Andy Garcia is? And I said, yeah. I'll wait. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. My ringer's off. I don't Identify know yourself happening. immediately or lethal security protocols will engage. He is. I said, yeah, I know who he is. I cast a feature film that he did where he played a Colombian drug lord. I said, I'm familiar with that film. I've seen it before. Well, that was his very first big project that he ever did. So when he came in on his first audition, do you think he was still on book like you? And I was like, "Uh, I guess he memorized everything. He's like, that's right. And that's what makes him a star and you not. 
That's what she said to me. And I was like, wow. this is verbal abuse. And I and she goes, get out of she goes, get out of my office. Go look over your stuff until you're ready until you're ready and then come back in. Wow. And I walked out and I looked at the casting assistant, Libby, and I said, Libby, oh, yeah, I said, Libby. Yeah, I said, yeah. I can't, I'm totally, I'm no. And she says, what's wrong? I said, what happened? I said, your boss hates me. She was yelling at me. She said, no, 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 slow down. What happened? I said, okay, cigarette it, it told me I was not ready, blah, blah, blah. And she, wait, 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 she told you to leave and then come back later? I'm like, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. she definitely likes you then. <laughs> if she's told you to come back. I said, no, I'm not, I'm not good with this. I said, I'm so... I'm so disheveled and I'm so discombobulated. I'm going to ask you to ask her to reschedule me for another day. And she says, you want me to do what? Uh-huh. And I said, just go in and ask. She said, I can't do that. I said, what do you mean? She goes, she's going to scream at me now. Oh, and I said, gosh. listen, it's just, please. just." She goes, okay, I will do it, but you have to do me a favor. I said, what's that? You cannot be in this office when I go ask her in case she blows up. So Go outside this office. Go into the alley. There's a trash can. Hide in there. Hide behind. (laughs) Hide in the trash can. No, she goes. Hide behind the dumpster. And I. She may look in the can. She she won't look behind behind it. So you just stay there, and I'll come out and get you if it's okay. So ten minutes later, this really happened. This really happened. I'm sitting here crouched down, looking at my sides, going, "I'm going to memorize this the best I can." Libby comes out and says. You, I don't know what it is about you, but she clearly likes you a lot because she has never rescheduled any actor ever. As long as I've known her, she's never given this type of red carpet treatment. I said, red carpet treatment? She yelled at me. I mean, she goes, just take this as a a, a gift to you, but you're being rescheduled for two days from now. You can go back, you know, you can come back, whatever. Come back off book. Yeah, yeah, I came back off book, did the whole thing. What was the scene? Do you remember that scene? Yeah, the scene where my character's about to die, basically. So it's it's a huge scene. And then um, I come back for a second, a third, well, what, a fourth. What was her reaction when you came back and knew your lines? Did she have any sort of like, well, thanks for learning your yeah. lines, Derek. Yeah, she might have Way been Way to a go, little... champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Finally. She goes, Finally. You're going to do it like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to be a star? Yeah. No, so, so then I, I see went... Andy Garcia in you. A little... <laughs> I see a little Andy in you. What's your Colombian drug I'm going to call you Chinese Andy Garcia from now on. So I end up I end up uh, uh, going back to her, going to producers, uh, uh, going to another producer session with her. And then at one point she goes, those producers don't know what they want. I know what they want. I'm like, okay. And then so we're doing Garrett Garcia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Garrett Garcia. Garrett Garcia. Garrett Garcia. That's what I'm going to start calling you, you now. You should call me Garrett. Yeah. G-, G squared is what yeah. I want. G squared. So I was, um, I was absolutely uh, just not getting what she wanted in this one. She was trying to prep me for this other producer session. And she says, you're supposed to be dying in this scene. You clearly are not playing pain the correct way or dying. Like, what is your problem? And I said, I'm a little nervous right now. This is my fifth audition. Yeah. And, I, and so she goes, come here. I'm like, what? She goes, walk over here. So I walked over. She goes, roll your sleeve up. So I roll my sleeve up. She grabs my- Does she my Chinese four, burn you? Yeah. She right. did the- I don't we know we call it, say that. You call it Chinese burn. <laughs> we, call we call Indian, Indian burn. burn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. so I get Indian burned by Nan Dutton. She goes, does that hurt? I go, yeah. <laughs> she goes, do the scene. So I'm doing the scene while she's Indian burning me. I'm going, and then she goes, now that's how you do pain. Like that, (laughs) okay. So I go into the, the that callback. I was going to say she's stubbing cigarettes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Gonna, give me your hand. I'm going to put my cigarette out on your palm of your hand, Garrett Garcia. Yeah. So I, I was, was like sitting punching here. punching you oh, in the... Yeah, yeah. In the, Take that. Uh, and she's beating me. Um, bladder. So the final, final audition where I thought it was me and this kid, this other kid from New York City, 
And I came out and um, I said, so Libby, so what's, what's going on? She goes, they're sending the kid from New York back to New York. I said, so I got it? I said, she goes, not exactly. I said, what, what does that mean? Well, they're gonna call your agent and ask if you can wait for two weeks. I said, for what reason? Because I am supposed to go and look for 30 something year old actors to play, and we're gonna whittle that down to one guy that's 30 something year old against you being our 20. You're 20, 20 what are you I was now? 20, I was early 20s. So they were basically, I was 24 at the time. So they were like, we're, yeah, they wanted to, to bring an older guy in to yeah. see if there was an old, uh, you know, an older guy to play my character. So I, I told my agent that, and my agent said, screw him, tell him you're out of the, you're out of the running, that you refuse to wait for two weeks. And I said, Jim, Jim. Damn it, Jim. Damn it, Jim. I mean, we've waited for this <laughs> long. Actor. I've gone through, at this point at the fifth, fifth audition, it was two and a, it was two months already for the fifth audition. Mm. Wow. I went through two months of auditions. Mm. I said, I can wait for another half a month. It's not going to kill me. And he said in his, Stephen Wrightway. All right. Well, if you think this is what you want to do, then this is what we'll do. And I go, okay, that's what we'll do. So we waited. waited. I waited it out. And they had one other guy come in against me. And I knew this guy, actually. His name is Eric Steinberg. He's half Jewish, half Korean. So he's not 100% Asian. And I think that actually helped me in the the final, final thing. I think our acting was both probably pretty close, pretty equal. And then I think Berman or someone said like, yeah, but Garrett looks more Asian. This a guy looks kind of, you know, half-half, really. Right. And they wanted a 100% Asian guy for this role. So I think that finally helped me. So after two and a half months, after the sixth audition, I guess, I finally got it. But could he play the clarinet? <laughs> I'm sure I couldn't play it back then either. So I had to learn it. Um, but yeah, so it was a long, arduous, arduous process for sure. It sounds like yeah. it. Yeah. Stressful. Yeah. But I just want to bring up that one thing, because... The minute we ended, you guys came in. Right? Yeah. You guys took yeah. over. Mm-hmm. I befriended. I befriended all of you immediately. Yeah, like you I was. I was there to to you know hang out with Anthony with mm-hmm. you. Um, you were at my bachelor party. I was at your bachelor party. I helped. Uh, I provided the suite for your bachelor party. I did not provide the talent for your bachelor party, <laughs> uh, which I should have because Central that casting. person almost killed you. Literally. Um, yeah. Tortured. Uh, I, I was tortured. Yeah. I, I've never seen. I, I mean, literally, it was like watching Nadia Comaneci, the Czech Republic gymnast. This dancer, or Daryl Hannah in Blade Runner. Yeah, did these triple flips and landed, flipped in the air and landed on your neck. Practically, is what it was. You're welcome. Sitting in the chair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Good job, hon. Thanks. Um, you. I, I've again. I've never seen that. It was Blade Runner. It was Daryl Hannah's character in Blade yeah. Runner. Is what this person was duplicating. She hated it. And well, no, because the look on your face, we were all laughing, but I also saw fear in your eyes. You were like, someone. By the way, she punched you. You in guys the were feet away from me. We were feet away, and from I was you. saying. Stop. Stop. Help Stop me. this. We yep. thought you were joking, but we didn't know that she was harming you. You like, had to really? say a safe word, Connor. The safe word was coconut. I know. Gazelle. I, I, I never heard coconut. I've <laughs> never been in a spot to use a safe word. You forget what it is. <laughs> um, so I I just want to say that I have been in these these two gentlemen's lives for quite a mm-hmm. quite some time. There was a message that Dom left on my machine once. And and I just remember it was talking about possibly going golfing or something like that. But it starts off, he's like, right, G-Man. Um, yeah, it's me, Dom. And then he goes. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah. And then he says, and then he goes, at the end of it, so he's like, he's like, right, so give me a call. All right, me old China. And he ends with that. And I'm like, 
motherfucker. I'm like, he just said me old China. I was like, how is that a thing? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I thought he was being racist. And I was like, after I've known you for this long, then you pull the racist card. I go, that that's not going to say. So I left this. I, I, did I leave you a message? Yeah, or yeah, I left yeah. him with this long message yeah. about how how disappointed I was, how offended I was, that he would that how dare he use that. And then he calls back, he's like, No, this is a British term of affection, me old China, like me old China plate. It's a it's it means my mate. My, my, my mate, my old much yeah. So oh, in the slang. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a it's a fucking British slang thing. And I don't <laughs> I'm American. Coming. I don't know this. So I I didn't know. So he explains that it's this, you know, it's a slang thing. It's a term of affection. Yeah, and yeah, I thought I, I thought he was being, you know. Term of endearment. Oh I wonder whether God. you can even say it in this day and age. You probably cannot. Not. No, probably not. Probably not now. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah no. But you did. I, yeah. Well, good job. Yeah. And the other they still notable, make bloody good plates, though. <laughs> they do. Oh, the shit. other notable story that I told Mark that I would tell at this time at the juncture was when we went golfing. And so let me tell my, my version, please. Uh, so oh, we're really? together. It's Anthony Montgomery. It's Dom. And it's myself. And we're was golfing. there a fourth? Or was it just the three no, of us? No, it was the three of us. Yeah. That's the it. Holy Trinity. And so we're playing at a public municipal golf course. So it's not, you know, it's not Riviera Country Club or anything we're like that. We're playing Wilson. Yeah, we're playing Wilson Harding or whatever it is. Yeah. And <laughs> as we're going, it's clear that Anthony is the least proficient at golf. He hasn't played a lot of it. He hasn't had instruction. No. So he's either hitting the ball fat or thin. And when you hit the ball thin, it goes maybe ten feet. You know, it doesn't go anywhere. You're just you're just nipping the top of it. And he did that a few times. And Dom kept looking back at the foursome behind us. And he's like, "All right, all right, we gotta hurry up. All right, Anthony, um, we can't really be waiting this long." Um, <laughs> he kept looking back at these four guys behind us. I look back at these four guys. They're probably eighty-five years old. Okay, they're all old. They're smoking cigars. They're looking at each other. They're laughing. They're not even looking at us. Like they don't even care. And he's like, um, "All right." Pace of play, pace of play. We really can't keep these gents back here waiting very long. I mean, he's he's flipping out. It, every shot that Anthony hits, I can see every muscle in Dominic tightening a little bit more. It's it's almost like he's crumpled into like a it's, it's a crumpled piece of tin foil at this point because these. And again, I keep looking at the old guys. They don't give a poop. Like none of them are like. Ah! Like, no one's looking at us at all. They're right. having the time of their lives. They obviously have golfed together for the last seven decades, okay? These guys don't give a poop what we're doing. Right. And But Tom is taking offense to this. He's like, all right, that's it. So he drives his cart right up to Anthony's ball, picks it up, oh, and throws it towards the green. Oh, shit. Now, that is the number one thing you do not hey, do on a it golf course. It landed six feet from the pin. <laughs> It's so offensive. Oh, my God. Anthony go. Anthony was like, what? Anthony was like, Dominic. I'm like, I'm like, I know, I know. I can't believe you did that. He said, I am never playing golf with you again. He literally just, he he was so pissed. I was like, I'm As so sorry. maybe you're on for four. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was so, I said, I'm so sorry, Anthony. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I'm looking back at the old guys. They now don't Now that care. I think about it, though, we never have played golf. Again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. He's not going to play golf. The first and last. The first and last. Entirely. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um. But back to the whole meal China thing. I mean, racism or at least racist comments have been a part of my life. You got a lot of it, particularly in Tennessee, didn't you? Oh my God, in Tennessee. And it's the one last area where I feel like prosecution hasn't really matched it. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're talking about the Me Too movement, if Kevin Spacey can lose his entire career because of all the stuff he's done there, which rightly so, 
Well, I feel like people that have been racist in the past should also be canceled, but they're not. Yeah. It's still allowed. It's the one thing, and that's you know one crime I think in this country that's still there. And Asian and I, Americans have really been. I think they've been stepped on. Just I think since COVID. I think, I think Asian Americans and Middle Eastern people of Middle Eastern descent are the two stepped on by the yeah. most. Those by, random by bits of footage of by far. Old, I mean, an Asian lady walking down the street and just getting fucking sucker punched by oh by gosh. some young African American yeah, or Latino not, individual. It's, it's, yes, it's just the yes. most grim thing to look at. It is horrible, but there's your grandma you know yeah then that's the thing when i think about it i see that video i see multiple videos of young inner city youths beating up asian older asian people yeah. killing them and i start thinking what if that was my mom yeah. what if that was my dad yeah. and if you think about the racism against asians it is multi-generational because if you think about it this country has been in an armed conflict with asian countries right. as well right yeah, so we're surely. talking about world war ii Japan, yeah. uh, Korean Vietnam. War, Koreans and yeah. North and the yeah. Communist Chinese, yeah. Vietnam, the North Vietnamese and Communist Chinese again. Yeah. So you have multiple. And then the 80s, there were the trade wars between GM and Toyota and Honda. Mm -hmm. So, again, yeah. another war against Asia. Yeah. So there's multiple generations of people that have been involved in an armed conflict or an economic conflict with an Asian country. Yeah. So I feel like Asian and Middle Eastern are definitely the two ethnic groups that get stomped on the most and it's and it's horrible because if you live in this country you know you're going to think well there's only a black and white problem but it's really not just no. black and oh, white no. problem it's not at all no. yes african americans have been systemically um you know, treated like ho horribly throughout the 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 centuries right i get yeah. that but at the same time if you're talking about like a young white kid in iowa they're looking up to LeBron James going, oh, I love that guy, Agreed. you know, or looking up to a rapper, you know, oh, I love this rapper. They're not going, oh, I'm looking up at Jackie Chan. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's it's very mm. few people go at trying to emulate an Asian person, mm. but they're emulating African-American sports stars, rappers, right. entertainers, actors. So, yeah, historically speaking, yes, African-Americans have had it worse in this country because of slavery. Yes. Sure but after the aftermath of that, my God, there's a Denzel Washington. He's an A-list actor mm. of African-American descent, mm. right? Who's the Asian guy that's going to fit there with that? There mm. really isn't. Mm. You know, you can't really name that person. Yeah. Um, and I it's emulate just... Garrett Wong. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. But again, it, to me, that is some of the most hardcore racism it is towards Asians. And so for me on... The sci-fi show I was on, I was so happy not to speak with an accent, yeah. not to have to do, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's something I told them in the beginning. I said, look, don't make me go order a bowl of, you know, kimchi or something when I'm in uh, mess hall. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I want this to be was there any Starfleet. Was there any hint of that ever in any of the scripts? Initially? Not at all. Not right. at all. And they said, yeah, we'll come up right. to you if there's anything questionable. And they did. There was a piece of wardrobe that was very questionable because it, it sort of wrapped in front, sort of like an Asian right. style. Mm -hmm. And I walked in there and they said, we want to make sure you're not offended by this. And I said, well, thank you, guys. That's actually... Right. You know, keeping uh, keeping your eye out for me, and I appreciate that. And I put this thing on, and I was like, "Nah, there's a lot of patterns going on." And they said, "Yeah, that's actually a repurposed uh, piece of uh, wardrobe." So I said, "So someone else already wore this on my show?" He's like, "No, no, no, on the show before you." I said, "Oh, who wore it?" 
I go, Patrick Stewart. I go, <gasps> You're like, I love it. Uh-huh. I love this. I said, I'll wear this as a turban. I'll wear it as a diaper. I can, how do you want me to wear it? Can I, can I smell it? Can, can, I, can I, I smell it? Can I just, can I just, can I just touch it? Like, you know, I, I, when I had his wardrobe on. You still have, you still have it, don't you? I, no, I wish I did. God, I, I, they should have given that to me as my parting gift, you know? Uh, have, but, you, have you involved yourself in uh, anti-racism? No, it's funny because, you know, Chase has. Chase is a sort of that be kind yeah, thing, yeah. whatever. But even Chase kind of slipped. I remember one time we were sitting there working on a project that we're together, uh, some independent film project we were on. and Unbelievable? Uh, probably unbelievable. <laughs> and then she was talking about, you know, she'd already been doing her be kind project or uh-huh. whatever at that time. And she did this thing where she went, oh, I saw, I saw, I saw. she did that whole, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, so that Japanese sort of Asian, mm-hmm. you know, kind of yeah. mock tone. Mm-hmm. I go, what are you doing? She goes like, what? I said, that's totally racist. And for you to be on your platform of be kind, that's completely opposite of that. She goes, oh my God. But that just shows you how ingrained racism mm-hmm. is towards Asians. Like it's so, it's it's nothing for someone to say, to make that sort of, oh, I saw sort of thing. Because it's so in there that she can say that, she can say that next to me. But, and to her, it's not offensive yeah, to yeah, Asians, right, right? Right, right? And I've had that before with other people, Caucasian friends who that will make something, you know, something will happen on in public where maybe some old Asian people walk past and they're like, oh, so they, they start doing it too. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? I'm right next to you. Yeah. But the, to them, it's not being racist. Mm-hmm. It's it's commonplace. It's okay. It's it's allowed. So uh, have you have you addressed this but old enough to do an old enough to know better. That's have you addressed this publicly before today? This this uh, have you said mm, probably publicly not, to friends. Yeah, not as not as vociferous. I don't. I, yeah, not right. as not as uh, as passionate as I have here. Yeah. Probably mm. not. No. Well, so no. this is a welcome space. Yeah. Is it a crime? Uh, I think bullying should be a crime. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think all bullying should be a crime, whether it's racist bullying or Cyber. bullying because of, yeah. yeah, because you remember when Columbine happened, mm-hmm. <laughs> all these people were calling in to CNN. We need, we need metal detectors at the door of every school. We need armed security. I go, no, you need to make bullying so, you need to make any type of bullying, um, uh, basically expulsion, or felony, or mm-hmm. if, if bullying was, if the answer to bullying was felony, people would stop real quick. You don't want a felony on your record. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's a, So if you make the punishment so severe that people just won't do it, mm-hmm. then you stop the person from becoming the outsider, the one that's being picked on so much that they go home and find a gun and come to school and shoot Oof. everybody. Or themselves. Okay? Because the people that came to Columbine to shoot around, they were not the high school uh, football team captain. Mm-hmm. They were not the, the most popular, the president of the class. These were the outcasts. These were the outsiders. Okay. These were the, the nerds. These were the ones that were made fun of by the football mm-hmm. players. Right, but bullying is like, oh yeah, boys will be boys. Bullshit. I hate that. Bullshit. No, if you say bullying, you are expelled from this school and you have a felony. Trust me, every school shooting would stop because if you make it everything inclusive, where you're like, okay, we're teaching inclusiveness here. Okay, that go that the guy, the goth guy, you're gonna bring him into the fold. You know, he's gonna be part of your group, your friendship group. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, you're not gonna you're not gonna discriminate against anybody at this school. And it's something you know? that needs to be taught early. Early, exactly. If it's taught too late, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, 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 but do you agree with me? Like, if you were expo- oh, expelled from a school that absolutely. you're at, absolutely, that's, that's a huge issue. I can, I can the give parents you a lot gonna, of names of people who would be expelled on definitely. my behalf. Definitely. I was like, yeah, it's it's a big. problem problem yeah, yeah and you know and i think a lot of um people in the arts 
come from a background of bullying yeah. because it comes from not feeling, um, I know this is weird, but it, it comes from a feeling of not feeling validated or loved mm. or accepted sure. to where when you get that, that love of, of performing in the arts and you get that love back mm. for the first time, like yeah. that, that first laugh from an audience, or you're just like, oh, you don't, you know, as a child, I would, I would just want to perform all the time because if not, it was just being like sitting at home crying, you know, like yeah. it was just like, but yeah, bullying is something that it's, I think if we're taught at a young age that it's okay to be different, the world will be a better place. Most so, definitely. So many, and I love how, yeah. I do love now how, you know, especially not even, not just with like racism, but with gender now, how it's becoming you know, so much more common that kids are yeah. discovering that there's mm. so many different types of genders and, you know, people of the LGBTQ IA community I, or uh, TIA community. It, it's one of those things where it needs to be taught early, which yeah. is why them banning books and, and banning like sex ed and all this other thing is a huge problem for me. And I hear you. I think part of the reason why I was so successful quickly getting on the show that I got on to was because in my mind, it wasn't all about being rich and famous. A lot of people yep. come to Hollywood from, from their podunk town in the US or wherever for they are from the break. world. Yeah, for their big break because yeah. they want to be rich and famous. But my whole thing was I wanted to portray a non-stereotypical role, which hopefully would stop some ethnic kid walking down the street in the South from being called a name. And when I was in Memphis for those eight years, every day, every single day without fail, a stranger called me a name. Every Jeez. single day. And uh, that kind of weighed on me. And I kept thinking, like, why is God doing this to me? Why, why is the universe giving me this much crap? But in reality, it was because it set me up for something way greater, which was to be on the show yeah, that I got blast. onto. Because then I asked my younger cousins, still living in Memphis, 10 years younger than me, I said, so quick question. When you were in high school, how many times did you get hassled for being Chinese? And both of them said, not once. And wow. I was like, mm, yes, because I felt like, you know, seeing my character. Yeah, yeah because like, I, I told the guys on the, the producers, I said, I want him to be Asian. Uh, I want him to be, I got to say Starfleet, don't I? I want him to be part of the organization first and then Asian second is what I kept saying, right? right? I want him to be part of the, the Yeah, the, his the group, ethnicity right? is, 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 ethnicity is also, should be Exactly. It should be an afterthought. Ran. It should be a complete yeah, afterthought. Right, yeah. And because of that, I do feel like that I did my part in trying to, in keeping at least my younger cousins from getting harassed, right. you know? Cause then now people are channel surfing like, oh yeah, look, there's an Asian guy, yeah. no accent, speaking like normal with everybody else, right. main character. Right. I believe it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, people are like, okay, yeah. Yeah. I'll go with that. So, yeah. and I do feel like that has changed, but that, but those roles are few and far between. Tons of roles are still with Chopsaki accents and Yakuza members or or, or <laughs> Chinese triad members, right? There's still those roles. Right. Right. Um, so it just takes more awareness um, and more projects that are written, you know, from an Asian voice, you know, from an Asian American voice. Yeah. That's what's missing. We're certainly getting more of that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you've seen it. You're seeing it. But I'll tell you, it's always been two steps forward for Asians in Hollywood and one step back. When Sesu Hayakawa, the silent uh, screen um, matinee idol uh, back in the silent movie era, he was given he was given his own studio. They said, look, we love you so much. We're going to give you your own studio where you, every movie made here will be your movie. You decide everything. And that was unheard of. But uh, for an Asian American to get that, and he mm -hmm. got that, and then Pearl Harbor happened, mm -hmm. and it got pulled away, sure. right? Yeah. It's um, like you get punished for yes, something that's yes. not 
for yeah. uh, the movie with the, the the one movie that came out recently that had an all Asian cast that made a tons of money at the box office. Um, that came out and I cried when I was in that movie. Crazy I was Rich. Just, oh, yes, yeah. I was yeah. crying watching that movie because I said, "Oh my God!" Finally, they allowed every person to be Asian because typically you'll have you got to have. Tom Cruise as the lead, and then all Asian people around him. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Then we'll allow Asians to be there. But this movie was different in that it was it was at the theater, and it was a main. It was not limited release. It was mm-hmm. released everywhere, yeah. and it made tons of money. It made a lot of money. But then, guess what? The two steps that was two steps forward. What was the one step back? COVID hit. COVID hit, and then you've got a leader of the country saying Kung it's flu. the China flu, the Kung yeah. flu. Yeah. So he screwed it up. So I blame all those all those videos of older Asian people getting beat up yeah. in the inner city on him because he because yeah. think about it yeah. because I know what happened that inner city kid didn't out of the blue say today's a day for an older Asian person to die mm-hmm. no their uncle or aunt died of COVID and so they made that connection aha this is the here's person that caused it blame. here's someone yeah. I can blame mm-hmm. for, for auntie for auntie uh, Jenny passing away mm-hmm. I'm going to take out this older Asian person because our leader of our country told us this is where it came from it's all Chinese yeah. you know what I'm saying so that so like I said, the amazing movie, amazing step forward, and then backwards because of COVID. It's mm-hmm. like, Jesus right. Christ, it never stops. It's like, please give it, throw us a bone and let us keep that bone. Stop taking it away from us. Every time we, every Asian makes a step forward, advances an advancement for Asians everywhere, it, something happens. Well, the keeping of the bone, as it were, is that, you know, money talks. And, yep. and if it makes money, uh, they'll go to the well again. And right. they've done that. And yeah, um, yeah I mean, geez, growing up, you never saw there what there were none. It really was nothing. Mm-hmm. No, I mean I saw I saw George. That was the only thing seeing George without his accent as the character that he played to Kane. Right. And then they had one Calgon commercial. Do you remember that? They're like, Mister Lee, how do you get your clothes so clean? And he's like, Well, uh, ancient Chinese secret. But right. he spoke without an accent, right? And then All they right. come and then they figure out it's Calgon. That's I mean, the you had Kung why. Fu. And yeah, but Kung Fu again, there's an accent there. And it and he was played by Carradine. Carradine, who was clearly not Chinese yeah. or any yeah. So yeah. there you go. So it's always and, and if you think about it, uh, Charlie Chan. Charlie Chan. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I love Charlie Those Chan. Those were played by also yeah. Caucasian actors too. Yeah. Right. Right. With taped back eyes to fo- to Mickey to Rooney. Think, uh, the Mickey famous Mickey Rooney. Oh my god. Famous magician. You know, when right. I watched uh that movie with Mickey Rooney and oh my god, I was so excited to watch it and then when his character came out, I I almost vomited. I was mm-hmm. so upset to see that because yeah. it's a caricature. Yeah. It's a caricature. Not every Asian has glasses and buck teeth, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it was just oh my god. But again, this is what I've been dealing with as an Asian in this country for my entire life and right. it's always like okay, a little bit of headway and pulled back. A little bit of more headway and pulled back. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for the day where everyone's like, oh, yeah, let's cast this Caucasian character's buddy as Asian now. Because it typically yeah. Hollywood is African-American. That's, that's that. the color we're going to give mean, you. I think and that's it. We're actually at a stage where that's sort of actually happening. Do you feel that? Because I, I still feel it's. I still feel it's still heavily. I don't heavily how I feel that was happening. Okay. Is I don't get the auditions anymore. Get, all right, all right. But even that's when how I, I know it's happening. <laughs> I think it's time we went to fan questions. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm it. looking at the let's clock. And what I is know, it? What do we have right now? What's uh, it's half past three twenty-eight. Okay, yeah. we, we got to move. Yeah. Oh, all right. It is time for the fan questions. <gasps> All right. I know. Bonnie, go ahead. Uh, this is from Doreen, aka Sparky Forever eighty four from Patreon. 
If the Delta Flyers and the Shuttle Pod Show would do a karaoke competition, what songs would you choose and who do you think would win? Uh-huh. First of all, if I was part of this competition, Shuttle Pod Show, no offense. <laughs> wow. I'm a karaoke <laughs> guru. Okay. It is my I, world. I mean, I'm going to say. But I can also switch teams. That's fine. I, I'm not a singer. Um, McNeil is. Robbie's a really pretty. Is he good? Yeah, he's good. He did. Uh-huh. He did. Um, he did Into the Woods. He he was oh, the he's main. He was the cast. Yeah. Oh shit! I can't even say that. He's uh, he's done Broadway plays uh, more more than once. So and he I is, did not he's a that. good singer. I didn't know yeah. that. He, he went to Juilliard. Yeah, and he went to Juilliard. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's a good singer. So yeah. if he was singing a song, I think he would do quite well in that competition. Mm-hmm. I don't know if either of you guys are not are singers as well. For uh, laughs in the pub. <laughs> for laughs in the pub. Not I'm not a pay, great singer, not but, I, the rent. but I but I can sell he, it. He karaoke. killed sabotage. Oh, <laughs> when we were in okay. Vegas. Oh yeah, someone now. wouldn't sing it. Somebody didn't come up, and I was like, "You um, took it. All right, I'll do it." All right. What's your go-to karaoke song? Uh, I again, I'm not a, I'm not a. Doesn't matter. It's what, karaoke. Yeah, but if I was to, I, it would be uh, U2 with or without you. So. Nice. That's a, that's a tough that's a good song. one. That's not easy. Now I want to do a duet with Robbie. You should do a duet with Robbie. Oh my gosh. All right. Next. All right. Skip this one and go to. Uh, Colleen. Okay. All right. This uh, next question is from Colleen from Patreon. All right. How nerve wracking is it to stay within strike rules while still keeping the fans happy? I don't know. You tell us. (laughs) Um, It hasn't been easy already in, in the process of this one. uh, I've, I've said it. I've, Oh God, I, I, I think I've caught myself four times already. Yep. Um, Mark, there's one one whole part earlier that needs to be pulled out entirely that that I just let go anyway. Yep. Just for the hell of it. We'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, but I've caught myself a four times or so in this one. It's difficult. It's, it's not tough. easy. It's yeah. real tough. Um, all right. Moving on. Yes. This is from Rob KC3FJE from Twitter. What's next for the Delta Flyers? Oh. Um, well, we made an announcement, actually. We are um, doing a little pivot. We're going to start uh, watching some uh, of the show that was still on when we were still on. <laughs> yeah, those Got guys, it. yeah, that happened to be on, uh, uh, not on a not on a ship. That one, yeah. So, uh, we're going to go one that. that was further yeah. the one that out further, into, yeah. further out. Yeah. into deep space. There's those a guys. number. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a number yeah. involved in their name. Yeah. So, we're going to we're going to pivot there and we're going to we're going to have Armin non joining us and nice. uh, as well as uh, Terry for some of them too. So, we're d- we're doing that right now. And you're yeah. going to open a restaurant. We're going to open a re- yeah, yeah. We're gonna open a restaurant. Right. Oh go. my goodness. <laughs> But yeah, there we go. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Have you come to the Have you come to the end of your yeah? We're done. Episodes? We're done. But our but our content that we're uploading now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're done. Uh, we just finished uh, just now, so we are now all the content we're doing now is, has nothing, uh, none of our you know show in it or anything. So it's just us talking right. about mm-hmm. concepts and things. So. Didn't want to do our show. What's that? Didn't want to do our show. Who? Uh, you guys. What do you mean? Didn't want to do uh, the show that Dominic and I were on. The pivot you're making. You oh, know. oh, oh, no. Um, I'm kidding. Love. Yeah, no, we did, but you went a different path, though. You know what I'm saying? So, Ooh. yeah, we never had, we did have initial conversations, but we never got to that. I think Mark me, beat me to the punch. But like, then also, I, I had my pitch for you guys oh, to yeah. go down our path. But, no, I think you know. what he's asking is you didn't want to, you know, Watch go, that go, one. go examine go, our go show. Our no, we, we, yeah, well, no, we, not we, this show, our show. I understand. Centric. We took a poll. We yeah. took a poll. And from our poll, ah. this is what our, our 
Patreon fans said, we would love you if you went this direction. Whatever. I have no problem seeing, I, I have no problem being on the you. Bacula show. It's they okay. did a poll. Yeah. We're still the ginger-headed stepchild. Yeah. Now that's racist. <laughs> oh no, I don't want to be offensive to you. And yeah, I can even say that to you guys. guys. No, yeah. you're, you're car rental company. You yeah. car rental company. Yeah. There you go. That's funny. Oh, that's funny. I didn't think about that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at Hanko Duck. Well, from Twitter, uh, asks, name. will you be doing a haiku for this Shuttle Pod episode? Oh, my gosh. Are, are you do a you haiku? You guys write haikus yeah, for do, each yeah. episode. We do haikus and limerick. I do a haiku, and McNeil does a limerick So for each episode. So, um, hold on. <laughs> Shuttle Pod is fun. I am sweating my balls off. Mark is still laughing. Okay. <laughs> there you go. That's my haiku. Nice. We're, we're, we're going to frame that. Oh my God. No, put no, that no, right no, under no. your, no, right under no. your face. Do not put balls underneath my face, please. Yeah. We're going to post it. That's great. Oh my God. That's awesome. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie Baker from Patreon has asked, mm. hi Garrett, what is something that you try to do daily for your mental or physical health? Uh, if I get a chance, I like uh, yoga has been my new thing. Oh, so wow. yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that. Mostly because Megan was the one that kind of convinced me I should do this. She'd been trying to get me to go to yoga for three or four years. I finally gave in about four months ago and it's something that I wish I could have done when I was 20. I'll really? say that much. And I, I highly recommend all three, everyone in this room. Oh, I'm a big yoga. Give dude. it a shot. I'm oh, telling you. I every day. It's, wow. it, it works very slowly, but yeah. it does work. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? It's bit by bit. It's incremental. Right. Uh, Grand Canyon wasn't, wasn't carved out in a day. Right. So the same mm-hmm. thing with your body incremental, mm. but at least keeping it moving and keeping it in, yeah. in sync. Yeah. Especially at our age, the older yeah. we get, we start hearing creaks that we never heard in our 20s. I'm like, telling you, getting up out of this chair, give me a show, sh- you're like, wow. Crack, crack, popple, crack, crack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who oh, made yeah. popcorn? Yeah, how many popcorns, pop sounds can you hear? Yeah. You did a. So you did, what are you doing? You're st- you doing a half a yoga, I take it? Uh, no, it's, uh, gosh, I do it up in Calgary. It's 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 hot yoga. So oh, you did Bikram. Oh, yeah. So oh, it's right. it's uh, it's a different version of, it's not Bikram exactly, right. but it's still in a hot room, though. So. It's half a, it's, it's basically half a. I'm guessing. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's good for you. Yeah. So I'm glad you're doing it. Oh, I've been doing it. I mean, twenty-five plus years. I mean, wow. I practice every morning. Well, you that's probably why you're. Can. That's you why to uncrumple the can. Yeah, no that's kidding. Probably, I mean, I, I did, did that golf game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Get out of here! can. Yeah. God, so wait, yeah. so you do a haiku every show, and Robbie does. Robbie does limerick, and then we flipped around, and I was doing limerick, and he was doing haiku. But then I was like, No, I'm gonna do a limerick right now because it's kind of like writing a jingle. So this is my superpower. Go. This is our guest named Garrett. It's really hot, so he's covered in sweat. He was on a, sci- a sci-fi show. Can we say the name? No, because we want to give the strike merit. Oh, wow. <laughs> well done. Nice, Bonnie. Yeah. Thank you. Holy Thank crap. You. Thank you. I'm impressed. Yeah. Wow. Robbie's going to get jealous. So you thought of that. Like Robbie actually has to sit down. He has to think about it. He gets oh. Re- Rebecca helps a lot Rebecca as helps. well. Oh, God. Rebecca's so good at it. It's unbelievable. When I was and on- you came up with that. Just You literally pulled that out of your bum. It was so fast. <laughs> Don't tell anyone my secrets. No, it's like my superpower. If I can get like someone's name and like three or four things about them, I can usually write a jingle. I love it for them. So I just I just switched the formula and I was like, okay, I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh my god. Next question. The end. Oh. Oh, that's. uh, Oh, is that it? That was the end for the. Oh, then we go to um super fun trivia. Oh yeah. (gasps) It's a it's a trivia. It's a. It's time for trivia. Are you you good at this? 
Mm, I do you, do you know much about the uh, shows we're not going to make? How are we doing this? Oh, oh, that's a good oh we can't do that. Yeah, we guys. can't do this. So, uh, just like my limerick said, due to the strike, uh, we are going to side on the side of caution. Sure. Err we'll, yeah. we'll go with that way. Err on the side of caution. We're going to yeah. err on the side of caution and skip the trivia yeah. this episode. However, that just gives us more time to go to Connor's deserted island. Ooh. And that also means that Garrett has an honorary win Ooh. for Brian Ackerman. I, so, you yeah. won. You Brian won trivia. Ackerman. You didn't have to... Patreon member uh, Brian. Let's see Brian. New car. Congratulations, Garrett. <laughs> you get a car. I get a car. You get a car. You get a car. Look yeah. under your seats. We That's all right. get cars. Yay. They're Hot Wheels. That's what it was so uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so now we are on uh, island. a deserted island. island with Connor Trinier. All right. There's a comma there, so it's I'm not there with you. Oh. So. <laughs> there's a comma. There's a comma. <laughs> so you are comma? on a deserted island for the rest <laughs> yeah. of your life. Mm. You are allowed. The works of Shakespeare mm. and what other religious texts that you want. Mm -hmm. That's already given to you. Now you get to select your cuisine. It's like if you choose Italian, you get all Italian food. Okay. okay. Uh, same for desserts. If you choose cookies, you can have all the cookies. Okay. Um, your author, their complete works. Yeah. And uh, musician, composer, whatever that turns out to be. Okay. And then you get a bonus item, which has completely fallen apart at this so, point. So I'm already handed one religious text yeah like a bible and uh, then that's what you yeah. choose okay, i'll take that okay. i'll take the bible and then one shakespeare play you, no, you, get, you, get, you, get, the you get the complete oh. works of shakespeare. so you don't have to basically they're saying they yeah. pick a different author because you already get all of those uh, right so well, let's go with pick shakespeare and it was all shakespeare 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 I'm right not. right uh, okay uh, so okay. Is, so your cuisine my cuisine um i'm gonna go if i'm gonna eat it for the end of time yeah um mm. Uh, Japanese. I'll go Japanese. All right. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. So it'll be um, sushi, of course. But mm. one of my favorites is okonomiyaki. Okonomiyaki is mm. a Osaka pancake, basically. Mm. It's a, it's so good. But it's a, it's a, it's not sweet. It's a, uh, a hearty dish, right? So hearty Japanese food just covers the whole. Oh, it's it's spectrum. it's unbelievable. Yeah. Usually seafood thrown in that as well. Um, but so good. Um, so Japanese food. Your author. Uh. Whew, I'm gonna go with Tolkien. Oh, right. good one. Good. J.R.R. Tolkien. I'll go with him. Yeah. Uh, and then your um, musician slash composer or band mm -hmm. or, or band yeah. or whatever. Uh, it's going to be um, it's going to be a Dutch DJ. Actually, it's going to be it? uh, Ar <laughs> Armin van Buren. So anything Armin van Buren. Wow. Howdy right. Island. Dutch name. <laughs> yeah. We're uh, raving on Garrett's uh, Island. And yeah. your dessert. Uh, my dessert would have to be, I'm going to go with pineapple upside down cake. All just right. cake. You then. could just say cake. So then you get oh, all the cakes. Oh, so I get all the cakes? All the cakes. Oh, oh, oh. Ah, but then I love pies, too. So, Ooh, see? so that's, that's, that's the hard part about uh, okay. this. You can no, do what I no, did. No, I think I went no, the cobbler, no. which is like no, pie, I'm gonna too. Go, but I'll go pie. Over pie? pie. Yeah, it'll have to be okay. pie. All, all right. the pies. All the pies. Your bonus item, and I, I'm still not sure pie how I includes, about includes shepherd's pie, too, right? It's all the pies, oh. so I can even go Sh into that. Savory too. pie? Savory pie. Everybody tries to keep taking from the, <laughs> the game. Sorry, what else? What's uh, so your bonus item, <clears throat> yeah. now it uh, can be, can't get you off the island. Yeah. Uh, for instance, 
Uh, I always pick a machete, and James Darren selected a Ferrari. Yeah. So it's more of a luxury item. What 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 would you you know prefer not never to be without? On this deserted island, nobody's uh, making I, I, your bed. Okay, all right. It ne- okay, I already know. Uh-huh. Um, it. Uh, I need a big screen TV with a subscription to NFL Network or something where I can watch games. <laughs> all right. So. You know, okay. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Yeah. Sure. sure, that's nice. I yeah, think football, I... football is such a big part of my life. Do you have electricity? Football. Yeah, I need electricity for that too. Yeah, right. Look, that's another, I need a generator. That's I need a generator. Just yeah. saying, that's another bonus item. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes, but, but it's a little wild. Yeah, but you should have the you you should have the wherewithal 
to know that if you have an NFL contract, you have enough to, to get an Uber or a town car to take you to get drunk and take you back so you're not speeding at 180 miles an hour right, right, down the right, road and right, drunk, you know? Right. I mean, he was completely inebriated, right? right? So it's like, dude... You you just you ruined your whole entire life, you know. Unfortunately, oh absolutely. Yeah. But that's behind them now, and I I just hope with we got Jimmy G, you got Garoppolo over there. I mean, that's oh, really? it's okay. It's all right. He's that, handling. That's a, that's a lateral move. Yeah, but you think that's a lateral move from Carr? That's not I a step. I think that's a step up. I think Carr's too squirrely. I mean, I don't think he can see the field as good as Garoppolo can. These two have just not said a word. We're words. just like. <laughs> Drew Brees, right? We got got Dominic who's like, so um, we're going to talk about footy. Uh, We're going to talk about actually uh, Manchester United. or um, Let's talk about real Leicester. We're talking about Leicester. The Leicester team. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So the Raiders, they have have some way to go, but I do think that they look better than they did last year. That's for sure. But the Seahawks, I'm very, very excited to see what happens with you guys. Yeah, it could go either direction. I mean, it can. It it all depends on the momentum that they create. Yep. <clears throat> Most and, and that they've got to get off on a on a fast start. Yeah, it's so crazy that the Seahawks were. Isn't it correct? They were not NFC at one point. They were. Oh yeah, they were AFC. AFC. Forever. Forever. It was like what forever. Now, yeah. yeah. When's the season start? In a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. they're doing the completely unnecessary preseason games now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's Why do they do those? Are they just warm ups? Or? No, they're there because they have to figure out who they're going to cut. Okay, uh, so right. if you perform well in a preseason game, uh, you get to be on the roster. If right. you don't, I'm sorry. Bye bye. Yeah. They, they need to get the ball to the home goal hole. <laughs> exactly. Dumb. <laughs> I'm, trying explain, I'm trying to explain to you the home, the home run it's, goal. It's funny because like, I like American football. Do you really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah There's I a do. lot of Brits who don't like it no, because like they don't it. understand it. That's no, the thing. I, I have a more than a rudimentary understanding now after all these years, and I, but I don't follow it seasonally. Well, and you and remember, I, and we I was, didn't have a team, you know, for the longest time. LA yeah, didn't have a they team. Didn't. They, they didn't. The Raiders left uh, literally the year yeah. I arrived, and. Uh, and initially, yeah, but no, I, uh, I, I actually like it. I like a big game. I like the playoffs, yeah, and I like the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, the commercials. And, and I watched the Super Bowl. Yeah. Do you know this? I went to Dom's he house yeah, to yeah. watch the Super Bowl Last when year? the Colts. No, oh. this is when the Colts played the Bears. That's right. And you remember the first play of the game? What happened? And the first play of the game, the I Colts don't. kicked off to the Bears, and the Bears had their amazing. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, kick returner yeah, Devin yeah. Hester. Mm-hmm. So Devin Hester. Took it to the, to the house. He, did, he scored yeah. Yeah. on that, and I and you remember my reaction. You, you remember money. my reaction. You had money on I the had, game. I had I had twenty two thousand dollars bet on the Colts, <gasps> oh, yeah. and so when he took when that Bears player ran in for the touchdown, I looked at Dom. I go, Oh my God! And he's like, He said, What, G man? What? What? I said, I got a lot of money on this game. He's like, oh, Like what? What? You hundred bucks? I go, No, twenty two grand right now. And he was like. Oh, gee. <laughs> I guess much. I'm getting the pizza. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yep, thank you. Okay. Yeah. So that was something else. Uh, watching that. Uh, they won, so I did win my money. So yeah, I was did. happy. Yeah, God bless. Not lose. Wow. And that was, that was a span of uh, 20 years in a row where I guessed the correct Super Bowl winner. 20 years in a row. I was thinking of starting my own service where I would have people subscribe Isn't to Isn't there me. like some animal or like a rooster or something? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, or an that's, octopus that guesses some, that's, this? Yeah, yeah. That's picked yeah. like it right the last... It's like... Yeah. Well, isn't it like the hedgehog seeing a shadow? Yeah. yeah. Is it, it a hedgehog? Well, no, it's not a hedgehog. It's a, uh, not a hedgehog. It's a... What is that animal? Oh uh, my gosh. What's, why am I blinking? And I'm like... It's not an a, otter. It's not, it's not a groundhog. hog. It's not it's a, a groundhog. Groundhog. Not a hedgehog. Groundhog. Not a hedgehog. There was a hog in yeah. there. 
I was yeah. like, it's not a beaver. Did you pick last year's? No, I stopped. This was like, it was a, the 20 year span was from 20, 2000 to 2020. I picked everything wow. right. The one I did not get right, I picked the Seahawks to win in that one against the Patriots. Right. I can't even Instead of handing that. it to, to beast mode, right. they tried to pass it. Wait, yeah, from the three yard line. Oh God, no, no. The DB is right there. Why would you throw it to, to a DB who could just step forward and get an intercept? That's exactly and what happened. And do what he did. And do, yeah. do what he did. Yeah. I sat, everyone everyone who watched that, that was a Seahawks fan, probably threw up at that moment. Yeah. They were like, oh, you well, got to cr- be kidding me. I'm crying on the inside right now. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So that's the one that I lost, and I stopped betting on Super Bowl. And he that, spiked so. it over the net to the third baseline. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <John>. <laughs> for I'm double, translating. For a double fault. Yeah. Double fault. Yeah. Uh, he got flagged. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I think we're at our time. Okay. Um, thank you so much. Team, it's coming. been wonderful. We've wanted uh, to have you on the show for Garrett a long Garcia, time. Garrett Garcia, my goodness. I have what had a delight fun. you are. Um, <laughs> I give you permission to cut out any really dark moments in this uh, podcast if you if you choose to do that. I I did get on a bit of a soapbox and maybe that may not be as that's your box to be on. That's yeah, man. You're yeah. right. Like, yeah. Honestly, I, it, right it needs to be heard. China. It needs to be. Yeah, heard. I'm a, I'm all right with it. I, I I'll always you be your that. old China. Like, subscribe, and join the Shuttlepod show on Patreon.